Welcome to Nimmin Live, the number one place on the internet to learn about YouTube, network with other content creators, and have an awesome time doing it. My name is Nick, and today we are answering your YouTube questions. And when I say we, I mean myself and my brother from the same mother, D. D, what's up, man? How is your week? It's great. How's your week? Uh, my week is fantastic. Listen, we're having some audio difficulties here. If we're coming in too quiet or too hot, please let us know in the chat. And if you're watching on the replay, we do want to let you know that we add timestamps to this because there's a lot of questions that content creators ask that happen during the live stream itself. This whole entire thing actually is designed around the questions that people ask, and we don't know what those questions are going to be yet. So because of that, um, we put timestamps into this after the stream. So if you are watching this on the replay, feel free to go down to the timestamps or just look Look at the bar going across the bottom of the video right now and you're going to see the different questions listed out there that you can just skip to whatever is the most important to or whatever matters to you um, you know in terms of questions that you might be trying to uncover um, on that note i do also want to let everybody know that today's stream is brought to you by tubebuddy which is the number one tool for youtube content creators tubebuddy will help you optimize your videos for discovery tubebuddy will help you test your thumbnails so that you can make sure that all the thumbnails that you're putting out are effective for the people that you are trying to reach. TubeBuddy has over 90 different tools that'll help you with your YouTube channel. And you can try TubeBuddy for yourself right here at TubeBuddy.com. If you do slash Nimmin at the end, then I can get some credit for that as well. Super appreciated if you do that. In addition to that, um, this stream is co-brought to you by StreamYard, which is the live streaming platform that we use to live stream this every single Saturday at 9 a.m. Eastern. DUI, we're using StreamYard because they have amazing coffee cups and because the software itself makes it easy to bring on guests make it makes it easy to add graphics to the screen like you could see how we just kind of swap some graphics around right there as well as some other graphics that we add here during the show today um, they make it easy to bring on guests they host the whole entire stream in the background so if your stream goes down it holds everything open so you can come back into your stream instead of losing it like you would do with obs or something like that and they record in the background while you're streaming so because of that after your streams complete you can go into Streamyard, download your videos or your live streams and you can turn them into actual video content for your youtube channel if you want pretty amazing tool for live streaming we've been using it for a long time now but you can check it out for yourself at streamyard.com or of course i've got the link listed right there and the links down in the description as well if you want to go check that out for yourself also but but most importantly they have awesome the mugs. coffee cups. Yeah, and they have a shop over there where you can get these mugs, too. They're amazing. I actually need to bring one of mine over here because I've got, like, four of them at home. So I could spare one uh, over here. How many weeks has it been since we asked uh, for a coaster? Um, I don't know if that was, like, you know, I think that might have been, like, Andrew or somebody mm -hmm. in there. So I'm not sure if mm -hmm. I'm not sure if it was Andrew? the right person yep. All I'm for, trying for the to coasters. Say is I'm scratching there. the desk with this awesome cup is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> I'm wearing a hole in the metal is right. what I'm trying to say. So D is more quiet than Nick. Um, um, both could use a little bump in gain. Thanks for the See, uh, heads go. up there. How weird. So uh, with all of that out of the way, I do want to let you know um, if this is your first time joining the stream. There's a form down in the description right now where you can get your uh, where you can put your question. And if you get your question down there right now, um, it will get answered on the stream. I just cleared it. So because of that, right now we have two responses down there. So if you have a question, make sure that you go down there and get it in there right now so that we can uh, so that we can get it answered for you on the stream today. But without further ado, what do you say, D, that we go ahead and just get into it? Uh, it says audio is cutting out a lot, says uh, Jerry. Says um, uh, 
But that's the, great news. That's what we wanted to yes, hear. That's exactly what we're wanting to see here. We're getting yeah. ready to go for like three hours. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're looking forward to hearing, you know, feedback like that, Jerry. Thanks. <laughs> but we're going to go ahead and get into the very first question here so we can go ahead and start, uh, you know, giving you the content that you came in here for. And um, this is from Polymaniacs. Polymaniacs has been on YouTube for one year or more. They do education, entertainment. Um, what do you got? You I got to sneeze. sneeze. Yeah, Come on. Sneeze. It, it I'm going to carry it. I'm going to take the camera off of this guy so he can blow one out because who knows what's going to come out. <laughs> there he goes. There it is. Get it Woo! out. Get. Yeah. Oh, my God. Really? Yeah. All oh, did, I, did I get it on you? Yeah. So, um, ladies and gentlemen, we are no gross, longer dude. doing the stream. <laughs> that's gross. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Apologies. Yep. So uh, the uh, question here is from Polymaniacs. Polymaniacs says the goal is to eventually get monetized. Um, the question is, a few weeks ago, I started a new upload schedule where I make a ton of videos slash shorts in advance and schedule them um, so that I upload three daily videos. I noticed with the new schedule that my videos don't get any views for the first six to seven hours. And then there's a 30 to 90 minute period when they get views and then they just stop. I've checked my analytics and the impressions look the same. I don't know if this has to do with my new upload schedule, but this is when I first noticed it. Can you please tell me why this is happening what I can do to prevent it. So remember, you know, shorts also when it comes to, uh, you know, the content that you're uploading, just like video content, um, when you are publishing YouTube shorts, like one, the very first thing I would experiment with is not uploading three per day. Yeah. Um, and just upload one per day and see if you get a different, you know, result there. Because if you're uploading three per day and then it has just a small surge and they die, then that means that either one, it's showing it to people and they're interacting with it. And then once it gets out to a broader group of people, they're just not enjoying it. Therefore, it stops that way. Or they might just be, you know, competing with each other because when your ideal person shows up, you know, they're sitting there and they're watching YouTube shorts, um, you know, the system, YouTube has to figure out like, okay, which, which one of these three videos that they published would be a perfect fit for this viewer right now in this moment in time. And it's got to prioritize one of them. So, um, you know, because of that, you know, you can, you know, you, you are essentially competing with yourself when you are, you know, flooding um, content like that. But in addition to that, you know, there's also the side of, you know, just, uh, you know, putting out, you know, content that, you know, you know, for sure that people respond well to. And if you are putting out videos and they're just having a little spike and then they're gone, then in that particular case, you know, you might want to slow down on the three per day or at least experiment um, on the three per day and start spending a little bit more time on trying to make, you know, the shorts a little bit more engaging for people so that, you know, you'll so that you can live through one of those, uh, you know, surges and it doesn't just completely stop. Um, that would be the very first thing that I would experiment with um, if I was, you know, dealing with that situation. Hey, Chris, yes. hope you're doing awesome, man. Jerry, nice to see you in here. Legal-minded friends, Karen Cole, hope that you are doing fantastic. DIY Closet, nice to see you here. Creator Classroom, what's going on? Geology Dude, hope you are doing great today. Chantel, nice to see you in here. Doug, hope that you're doing fantastic. So, um, so here's the next question that we have here um, on the list, and we still only have two responses, D. So um, because two of questions. that, yeah, we've only got two questions in here. All right, so, uh, it's going to be a short stream. Yeah, it might. So um, Adventures with Time. Yep. is the next question here. They've been on YouTube for one year or more. They do watch reviews and other watch information. Um, the goal of the channel is to help watch enthusiasts and make some money. And the question is, is there a tool that will show me exactly how much of my description will appear before the more button? Um, I think TubeSpanner does that. Yeah, so TubeSpanner in the browser extension, it has that option to where it'll show you the, uh, the, the, your description and it will show it to you based in like sections. So it'll show you the uh, part that's gonna show up above the Seymour, and then it shows you the part that shows up under the Seymour. But you can find that at uh, tubespanner.com. Yeah, I also wanna note that YouTube is always testing out different layouts on yeah. that. Like sometimes, like it, there's nothing set in stone yet as far as what I'm, I'm there used to be. 
it used to be like this is the way it is, but now they're doing things to where all of it is actually showing. Like yeah. You have to you know, expand that tray for everything. Yeah. And it also Pick, depends on like what devices people yeah, are watching on and, and things right. like that. Yeah. Pick one, so, YouTube. Yeah. Pick so one. with um, Tube Spanner, that one's made for uh, people that are interacting on desktop computers. Mm. So that's the view that you're going to see uh, in that in that case. Yeah, so we got those two questions. So, Dean. All right, so hey. So, hey, man. So, uh, you went to see uh, Mission Impossible. I did go right. see Mission Impossible. Tom Cruise. It was a long movie. Mm -hmm. It was three hours long. Yeah. Uh, I love the stunt scene. Like, without, without giving away, you know, too much. I'm sure a lot yeah. of people saw the... Uh, uh, you know, the behind the scenes thing, if they went to see any other movies or previews or yeah. watched anything about it online. Um, and uh, I think they did a fantastic job with that. And high five to Tom Cruise for being a lunatic. Yeah, he's yeah. he's what, 60 years old or something? He's, he's pushing it. Yeah, he's he like might even be over it. I'm not sure. I don't know how old he's he is. 60 years old jumping off cliffs with motorbikes. Yeah, it's crazy. Absolutely crazy. Crazy. It's crazy. Yeah, so I, I hurt just watching, right? Like, I, I, I get, like, creaky just, just watching, right? So t tell me about some YouTube news this week. Was there any YouTube news? I will, but first we had a question come in, so I'm going to oh. answer that real quick. Oh, okay. Yeah. So this is from Generally uh, Practicing. Generally Practicing does biweekly content. Um, the type of channel is uh, medical education for healthcare professionals. Oh, interesting. The goal of the channel um, is to share knowledge and hope to build a community. And the question is, when building a community for a very niche group, a subset of doctors, working in a particular geographic region what can be done to help build subscribers when the total pull is limited how would you recommend advertising in YouTube external sites in general so if you're building a community for a very niche group um, so in your particular case you're knowing doctors that are working in a in a particular geographic region so let's say that it was you know doctors from like California and you're wanting to know how to build subscribers absolutely there's going to be a limited pool there because there's only going to be so many doctors that are going to be you know working in california and then out of those doctors that are working in california you have to make sure that it's the right kind of doctor and then out of those doctors you have to make sure that or in order to qualify for your community um based on you know what i'm understanding what you're trying to do um they also have to be interested in even joining something like that in the first place so yeah your your pool is is pretty low there so in your particular case the goal wouldn't necessarily be you know growing a lot of subscribers on the youtube channel as much as it would be like let me use the youtube channel to get in front of them um, but really like if you're going to be reaching a subset of people like that you might just want to you know just do some type of advertising campaign instead um, if the amount of people is going to be small like I'm sure there's a, a substantial amount of doctors you know in like California for example but um, uh, you know like I, I just think that that's going to be so few in terms of the potential that um, that you might as well just try to run like an ad campaign but you could absolutely you know have the YouTube channel if you want but when it comes to uh, recommended advertising um, so you can target videos on YouTube um, and you can target specific YouTube channels on YouTube as well with the ads however um, one thing to keep in mind is that that particular uh, option to my understanding they are they are in the process of where they have already gotten rid of conversion tracking there so you can run the ads there but but, um, but you're not going to be able to actually attribute, you know, sales directly through the tracking. So you can use it more of, of a way to spread awareness about what it is that you have and then generate clicks and see those clicks are coming from YouTube. Um, but in terms of, you know, being able to attribute it through your analytics, um, you know, that's that's going to start becoming a challenge if it's not already. All right. So uh, we got that, a couple more came one? in. Yeah, oh, we're, okay. like, we're like running slim. Yeah, running I, I was thinking it's going to be a short stream. Yeah, or yeah. they're just going to hear us talk, talk about, about movies, whatever. Yeah, movies, and whatever about else, whatever. Yeah. 
So we got Lindsay Murphy. Lindsay Murphy says they upload when they have time. Um, the type of channel is health and wellness with Cato Focus. The goal is to share my experience, have a creative outlet, and offer inspiration for those following the Cato diet. The question is, what's an in, uh, what's an efficient workflow to make lots of content when I'm busy uh, when I'm a busy homeschooling mom and don't have a set schedule where I can dedicate time to content creation? First, you got to make sure that you're making content that is easy to make. So, yeah. for example, talking head videos are fantastic for that. What type of content um, are they making? Um, it's health and wellness. Uh, with a keto focus keto okay. focus okay so what you want to uh what you want to think about is like okay one i gotta make sure i'm making content that's easy so therefore you want to make sure that you are talking you know don't like talking head type content or something like that so that you can sit in front of the camera and make it quickly from there i would actually focus on like youtube shorts just to kind of get everything rolling um because that doesn't take as long to make and then through the process of learning how to make youtube shorts and actually editing YouTube shorts um, that would give you the experience to learn like your editing software and learn how to put all of that together quickly so that once you start making longer form videos, if you're not already, once you start making longer form videos, um, then you'll at least be more familiar with the software, have a better workflow together and things like that where you can move through all of that faster. Um, so I would definitely, you know, be using shorts for that kind of thing because a short technically, you know, you don't even have to edit it if you didn't want to. You can just make something really quick on your phone and then while you had some downtime, cut off the beginning and end and then just upload it. But keep in mind, that's probably going to be pretty, you know, low quality and low response content but some people just based on their presentations and what it is they're talking about they can get away with that sort of thing um but that would be the that would be the path that i would uh try to go for my Any additional yep yeah 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 so first of all they're they're getting you here in the chat for um pronouncing that incorrectly so, all for Cato. that's yeah, fine yeah. keto Cato. Yeah. yeah they're getting yeah. you get on that's him. right get me get on him yep, get me yeah so Let my, me have it. yeah so since you have children i can only imagine uh how busy uh you are so I would say this, when you find some downtime, see, like I would, I would break everything down instead of thinking about, okay, I, I've got a video to make. I got to do all of this stuff in a single day. I would break it down and say, okay, um, I'm going to have maybe 30 minutes of free time here mm -hmm. and maybe sit down and maybe plan out like two or three videos, right? Just on paper, plan it out. What are you going to talk about? How are you going to put them together? What's your hook going to be? You know, go through that planning stage and you get some more time, then start recording in pieces, right? And try to put those together. And if you're doing stuff in the kitchen, we're actually showing recipes, then maybe that's an additional day where you can do everything in the kitchen. Maybe you get some more free time on that day. So instead of thinking you're going to do everything at once, maybe think about breaking it up uh, over several days. Hmm. That would be my, my approach. If you're, you know, an hour here, 30 minutes there, two hours there, I, I would do it that way. All right. Sounds good. And, I like that. And think with the edit in mind. The less you film, the faster you're going to be able to edit it. Yeah. So think about the shots and then film those shots exactly so you have less to edit. Yeah. And and with that too, um just to, you know, you know, add to that idea which is saying the same thing, um just presenting it a little bit differently Kato. is you know, when you're editing Kato. Or when you're, when you're recording, make sure that you're recording for the edit itself because it's really easy to bloat the amount of material that you have to work with. So just being very, you know, specific and conscious about, you know, the, the, the details of exactly what it is that you're doing in each clip and thinking about it from the perspective of I need these clips where I'm doing or saying these things and only recording those, um, yeah. those parts. Yeah. Next up, we've got uh, Wrestling King. What do you think of that? I the king of wrestling. The king of wrestling. Yep. Hey, is this the who right the, one? Who would that be? Is actually? this the right, right one? This um, one or this one? Yeah, that's the right one. Okay. Yep. King who, of wrestling. King of wrestling. Like if we're, if we're doing like WWE. Pick anybody. Yeah. If we're doing WWE, WWF. Mm -hmm. WWE everything. Like w, whatever. Okay. Yeah. 
WWE just wrestling. The king of wrestling. <laughs> and I'm not talking about, we're talking all of them. Mm-hmm. Ever. Okay. I'm, I'm either going to go with Hulk Hogan mm. or Nature Boy Ric Flair. Mm. Woo! Okay. Like, like okay. That. Okay. Like no that. Ultimate Warrior? I, 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 I pegged you for an Ultimate Warrior. Uh... For, for, no, he was great, but in mm-hmm. terms of like if I had to pick the wrestling king, okay, okay. I'm talking over-the-top personality. Okay. I don't yeah, know, man. Good. Nature Boy Ric Flair. Yes. Woo! Yeah, it's tough. Old school. It's tough. But Hulk Hogan. Yeah. I don't know, man. Yeah. Hulkamania. It's hard to get away from Hulkamania. Right? right? Like, how, can my, you not, yeah, right? how can you not claim yeah, that that's the king? Right? Yeah. Macho Man Savage, he was good, too. He's, he was, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. But they upload when they have time, um, the Wrestling King. They do WWE and gaming content. The goal of the channel is uploading videos as a hobby, trying to make people happy, and because they like watching the growth. The question is, um, I was wondering, how do I get my subscribers to actually watch my videos and not just be sitting there? Because looking at my YouTube analytics, I only have two subscribers who watch my videos. They are friends in real life. So, um, the whole thing when it comes to YouTube is you have to over time and this is this is why when people first start a YouTube channel this is why it can be challenging is because when you first start a YouTube channel you know you're just publishing videos based on your skill sets at that particular time and in some cases that's enough but in other cases people have to go through like more of a development process so they start publishing their videos and then they start figuring out you know what people don't like about them they start figuring out what people do like about them and they start fine-tuning things over time while also updating their skill sets, learning how to, you know, make better videos and learning how to think of the story that they're telling through the video better or sharing the information that they're going to be sharing better and things like that. Um, so because of that, like just work on your skill sets. And if you work on your skill sets in terms of watch videos about how to make videos, not like how to grow a YouTube channel, watch those too, but you know, watch videos about, you know, how to make videos, um, watch videos about copywriting so you can write titles or read articles about it. Um, watch videos, um, or read about design so that you can learn, you know, it's just some core, you know, design elements so that you can make sure that you're using those when you're putting your thumbnails together and things like that to help direct somebody's eye to very specific things in your thumbnail. All of those things are extremely helpful. Um, in addition to that, when it comes to the actual video content itself, of course, you're going to have analytics for all of this. But if you're only having a couple of people interact with your content, you're not getting much information that it's going to be valuable to you at this point in time. So because of that, I would just focus on the skill sets, make sure that you are topically making videos on things and packaging them through the topic title and thumbnail in a way that that it, it makes it clear that it's about what it is that you're doing. But it's also um, not overdone, because it's really easy to just kind of plug a bunch of stuff into your thumbnail because you just have empty space and you try to fill it versus focusing people on one very clear thing. In addition to that, you also have the title. You want to make sure that it's very clear in the title that you are talking about the things that you're talking about or showing or sharing also, because what some people will do when they're first starting, which can be a huge mistake, is they'll write titles like, you know, I can't believe this happened. Or, you know, he, yeah, uh, you yeah, know, yeah. Or, or, you know, he, you know, yeah. elbow dropped off the ropes or, you know, something like yeah. that. But you just want to make sure that you're just being really clear in what it is that you're doing. And that'll be a great start to uh, to get you off to the races, so to speak. Sometimes that happens. Like you'll come across a channel and they just, ha- you know, maybe it's a thumbnail or sometimes that works. But generally it's just too, too vague. Yeah. I can't believe this happened. Yeah. And like, and into the, the what? Right. And there's like no indication in the thumbnail of what's happening or, you know, yeah, yeah, you got to make sure that it's clear. Yeah. 
Next, we got nine milli go hard. Or, or can't believe what happened. There needs to be some level of intrigue if, if you're doing it that way. Yeah. Thumbnail is really important. The thumbnail's got to nail it if right. you're going to write a title like that. Right. Uh, yeah. Hey, we just have somebody who hit a 1,000 subscriber milestone. Congratulations. Congratulations on your first 1,000 subscribers. Nice work. Um, Rob the Maritimer, thank you for the super chat. Says, um, I have 2.3 thousand subs that I mostly got from Camtasia tip videos I made over a year ago. I want to restart my channel and pivot from just making Camtasia vids to more general how to make a living with YouTube vids. Um, what's the best strategy to do this? So um, you already have people that are making content, um, you know, interacting with your videos, which is a win. So what I would do is I would just start making videos about the things that you're wanting to make videos about, about how to, you know, earn money from YouTube. Um, and since you already have some of those people interacting, some of those people are going to click on your videos, plus some new people are going to click on it as well. And those things are going to teach the system that when you publish videos about, you know, topics that are like that, that those are the people and people like them are the people to show those pieces of content to. So I would just start making that content. Um, other things that can be helpful as well is, you know, if you know people in the space, collaborations are a great way to kind of kickstart some of that as well, because you'll take an audience from one channel, send them over to another channel. If they enjoy the content and they have a good experience over there, then YouTube can use some of that information as well to, you know, understand who the right people are for your content. Um, so collaborations, if you know people in the space, and if not, then in that case, um, you know, I would just start making content um, in that direction. Another thing that can also be helpful is as you're putting everything together, um, also making some videos because of course, you know, you want to you want to be able to grab people's attention in the recommendation system because that's where you get the quick spikes from. But with your type of content specifically, um, I would definitely be going after some, you know, search terms for that as well. And by doing that, you're also going to help, you know, feed YouTube on who the right people are for that specific content, because in order for them to find it, they have to be interested enough to be looking for it, right? So um, so because of that, I would I would definitely go for both of those. And keep in mind, even when you're optimizing it for search, they're still going to show it to people in the recommendation system, and you still might get crushed with recommendation traffic or get a lot of recommendation traffic, even if you're positioned well in search. But the idea is that through search, as long as you can get your videos to, you know, perform there, through search, the people that are going to be finding you are going to be the ideal fit for that specific content. iPhone Chris, thank you for the super, super chat. Appreciate it. Uh, next up on the list, we got Nine Milli Go Hard. They do daily content. They have a vlog channel. The goal is to become full time, um, or to yeah, to go full time on YouTube. The question is, content. yep, and to vlog. Props to anyone uploading. Videos. Yeah, like that's that's a commitment. It is. Well, yeah. It's really difficult to do that. So um, the question here says, uh, what's a good average CTR? So what, when it comes to YouTube, what they publicly release is that the average on YouTube is between 2 and 10%. Um, with that, they don't give any impression data in terms of you know what that 2 and 10% means. But what I can tell you is that as you get more impressions on your video, it typically pushes down your click-through rate. So a lot of content creators, they will see like high click-through rates when they first publish. And that's because YouTube is showing the, their content to the people that are the perfect fit for it. And in that particular, you know, period of time, those people are like the fit, like those are the people that you want watching your videos. So they typically respond to them better. So as your videos go out to more people that are a good fit, um, or, you know, maybe they go from the perfect fit to a great fit, and then from a great fit to a good fit, from a good fit down to a pretty good fit, from a pretty good fit down to like, yeah, they might, you know, be interested in this, you know, like as they keep going through that process and going out to all these different groups of people, then it ends up hurting your click-through rate over time, and it pushes down your click-through rate as you get a lot more impressions. So the trick is to uh, the trick. is to make 
your packaging, thumbnail and title, um, and of course make videos about topics that are uh, that are all good enough that it can hold all of that with a lot of impressions, right? So it can keep the numbers up with uh, a lot of impressions on the video. Yeah, and that can change as, uh, too based on your traffic sources. Like yeah. You might have a really good click-through rate for totally. like search, but then it comes to like browse traffic or something, it can be terrible. Yeah, so you don't have a mic, D. Yeah, I do. Yeah, they I'm, said I'm, that you I'm don't have at, a mic. I'm looking at the uh, audio thing here. Okay, yeah. So Cathay Fit says your mic. Um, uh, Check your ears. Yeah, people. Creator Classroom says no mic. D. How do I not have a mic? Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm looking. At, I'm looking at the uh, power of purpose. D's mic. Yeah, we got a whole thing. Come people, on, people, really? people here saying they can't hear you. All right, well, let me do this. Super, super chat. chat. Super chat. All right, there we go. So Spotlight TV, thank you for the uh, super oh, chat. Oh, you can Appreciate hear him now. It's back. Oh, okay. oh weird. weird. Maybe you had to hit the super chat. Back. I didn't touch anything. <laughs> yeah, like I said, we're having some technical difficulties <laughs> coming in with the audio. So um, our roadcaster over here. Next up, we've got, yeah, and this is a, this is a great tip, too, from uh, Renee, YouTube's creator liaison. What's going on, man? Hope you're doing awesome. Looking forward to seeing you over at uh, VidSummit. Says, um, figure out a baseline CTR for under standard and overperforming videos on your channel and then work on improving packaging and experience to improve it over time. Um, so do that. But if you are somebody that, you know, that doesn't have much information yet, then in that case, you know, kind of keep plugging away um, and then just kind of loosely keep that two and 10% um, idea in mind and, uh, and, and move forward from, uh, from there. And on Super Chat? Yeah, I got I got a little trick button over here. I keep silence and D. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> I start talking, and it's a shame you didn't hear what I said. <laughs> it's a shame. You game can't, changing. You can't yeah, even changing. imagine people. If people come and they say, "How do we grow on YouTube? What's the secret?" I just told you the yeah, secret. Told you everything. And my Everybody mic needs to know, but it was yeah, the mic wasn't working. Yes. right. Yeah. The powers that be were silencing me on purpose. <laughs> they don't want you to succeed. Oh, yeah, they one of those. They right? silenced uh -oh, my mic on purpose. Put tinfoil hat on. Yeah. yeah, I love it. Yeah. So uh, our killer They're obsession. trying to silence us all. <laughs> our killer <laughs> obsession says the type of channel they do is true crime. The goal of the channel says uh, we have to do this full time someday, uh, but we just enjoy it. And though uh, if they can do it, so uh, so can we. So here we are. Yeah, you know, that's a good approach. And, you know, like, you know, on that note, that's totally true. You know, like if, if other people can do this whole thing, um, you absolutely can, too. You know, it just comes down really to, you know, figuring out, you know, how to put everything together in a way that people respond to at some level. And then from there, it's figuring out, you know, do you get comfortable at that level and just keep doing that for a while and hoping it keeps working? Or do you, you know, try to come up with different stuff and try to push it to the next level and so on, just kind of deciding where you go from there. But once you learn how to do the you know core fundamental thing of making content that people respond to just in general then uh then you know it's pretty much wide open from there in terms of what you can do yeah creator classroom says uh they quote the secret to youtube is and then nick silences my mind <laughs> right. here's the thing if you would have heard what i told you you, you wouldn't would, have to watch my videos you wouldn't anymore. have to yeah. watch his channel anymore that's why oh, he that's silenced funny. me that's funny just admit it happened yeah right just admit it yeah. admit it so the uh uh question is so how does someone go about celebrating with others in our niche? Uh, collaborating, I'm sorry, with others in our niche. Um, like, do we wait until we have 300 to 500 subscribers? Or can I try with the 36 that we currently have? We wouldn't even know what to say to them. Thanks for being awesome. So thank you for the kind words. Um, but when it comes to collaborating with other content creators, the very first thing that I would do is I would just make sure that your content is at the level that everybody's content is that is, that you're trying to collaborate with. Because like when somebody reaches out to me, the very first thing that I look at is one, um, like is what they're putting out, you know, acceptable? 
because I get a lot of, you know, collaboration requests as well. So it's like, you know, is what it is that they're putting out acceptable? Is the type of content they make a, in good alignment with the type of content I make so that it's a good fit for you guys? And then from there, what type of value are they providing and what are they like standing for really? So like I look at all of those things um, when it comes to, you know, deciding who to collaborate with on my end. So if somebody reaches out, um, I go through and I look at those things. For me, it doesn't matter like in terms of like, you know, channel size and things like that. I'll collaborate with like smaller channels. Um, like for example, um, uh, creator wizard, Justin Moore, um, you like, he doesn't have like a humongous, you know, YouTube channel. I mean, it's, it's sizable, but I mean, it's He's not coming like, for you know, you, Justin. It's, it's not like a, you He's know, ginormous you. channel, Shots but fired. the, the but one, I like him. Um, yeah, and yeah. two, Justin's the value you. that he puts out in his content is like outstandingly next level. So because of that, you know, my doors are open anytime. If he, if he hits me up right now and he's like, hey, dude, you want to collaborate? We'll, we'll do a collaboration, right? Ready? So because Ready for I respect this? him and what it is that he's doing. Because you respect him? Mm -hmm. He's never done a collab with me on my channel. On your channel? You've never invited me to do a collab on your channel. You've done a collab on my channel, he's, though. I've invited We've him. done it on my channel. I've... And I got we, the, I got the proof these, right here. And I got we all, do these on my channel. I got yeah. all the proof right We're here. We're doing a collaboration right now. I got all the proof right here. On so your channel. No, We're no. doing one right now on your channel. An actual yeah. video collaboration. Yeah. All you got to do, 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 do is say you want to do it. I've got the email proof. Yeah. I've got the chat log. <laughs> like, hey, dude, <laughs> right. I've got this idea for a channel. He's like, right. yeah, yeah, maybe. Never happened. Maybe we'll get to it. Never happened. Never happened. No respect. So, uh, Century Justin, Equipment. Justin, I'm glad you got the collab. That's great. I've been trying. How long have we been on YouTube now? It's been a while. Yeah. Five years, six yeah, it's years. It's been there. Yeah. Never a video collab on my channel. But we've done it on my channel. Not so, one on my channel. He's never asked. And he mutes my mic. Century. You, you're getting yeah, it now? Again. So, uh, Century Equipment says they upload daily content. Um, the the channel is about how to make things. The goal of the community is to grow a community, or the goal of the channel is to grow a community. The question is, um, UND keep mentioning about the rules changing um, with what Epidemic Sound is doing. Dave mentioned last week that he's going to show you um, about what they highlighted in the email. Could you please go in detail about what they're doing? Because two of my friends got copyright strikes from them. I'm scared to even use them anymore. Please go into details about all of, of what they're changing around. So one quick thing is Doug Hoosen and feel free doug to post your video in here hold on really quick you didn't get a copyright strike from them you get a copyright claim yeah well he might have gotten there they might have gotten a copyright strike if they're not still a customer or something like it's it's possible they got if a, they're a, a strike. uh yeah yeah if they're not an actual paying customer and yeah. they're using their content they may have gotten a strike no. even then it makes more sense to have a claim but there's a difference between a claim and a strike yes just, what, just what's the difference uh, a strike means they're going to take that content offline a claim means that they're going to claim any revenue that that video makes mm -hmm. Or I believe that this particular system was short. I think they're sharing it. Yeah. There's some, some weird thing going on. So I just got an email um, where they have updated their terms. So I'm not sure exactly yeah. what's involved there. Um, but, but yeah, I'm going to have to go through so uh, that Doug as well. So Doug says the video is getting edited right now. Um, the second that addresses Epidemic Sound. Okay. There good, you go. Good, Thanks, good, Doug. Good. Yeah, everybody go follow Doug and get ready yeah. for this Epidemic Sound video. Because I'm, I know he's been watching this for a couple of weeks and yeah. put a lot of work into this video. So go uh, ahead. You were talking about the copyright stuff and I interrupted you about the claim strike. Legal Minded Friends, Karen Cole, UK lawyer. Um, they do legal information. The goal of the channel is to build confidence in the justice system. The question is, I recently joined StreamYard and set up a studio. How do I practice to see what my stream will look like? So inside of StreamYard, um, what you can do is you can create a new, uh, you know, session. And with that, you uh, just simply here, let me actually open it up here. Yeah. Um, but they need to have the paid account for recording, right? Yes. 
But I mean, they can preview it just to see what it looks like. Yeah. So one, you can schedule a stream as private, and then you can see what it looks like in StreamYard, and you can actually open it up in YouTube, and you're going to be the only person that sees it. Um, you can set it up as unlisted when you go to publish, and then when you do it that way, then it's going to uh, be to where you can send a link out. So if you want to get feedback from somebody or something like that, you can do it that way. Or if you just want a preview of what it's going to look like, you know, um, it's got, it's going to match pretty much what you'll see in StreamYard. Um, you can, you know, see that just by creating a uh, record only option um, or scheduling your stream as private, but not actually hitting the live button. You can go in that way and you can get a preview there. So you have a, a bunch of different solutions there, but an easy one, if you just want to see what it's going to look like on YouTube is to do the, um, to stream it privately and then log into your YouTube account, go into the back end of your YouTube channel and then find it in the content area and then go in uh, that way. And then you'll be able to get a preview. Keep in mind, if you're looking at it while it's live, um, then in that particular case, there might be some extra compression attached to it that will end up catching up um, once the uh, stream is finished and it gets fully processed. Um, next up, we've got number 10. We've got uh, Geology Dude. What's going on, man? Hope you are hey, doing Geology great. Dude. They do education, influence, and a 1,000 subscribers is the goal of the channel. The question is, several creators I know, and myself, are getting impressions delayed by YouTube by exactly six hours after posting. This has been happening for over two to three weeks because of their predictable delay. Um, is it best to post videos six hours before the best viewer traffic occurs? Um, thanks for your great program, guys. So with this, um, I'm really not sure so if they're having a glitch like that right now i'm not sure what the best thing to do would be moving forward there until they get that sorted um i would i would just make sure that you do um at team youtube on twitter um just you know send them a tweet and let them know that that's going on and let them know that you and others are running into that so that they can at least look into it to identify if it's a bug of some kind because it's possible that they're you know like when you publish it that it's just taking that long for their system to process everything and like get it ready to go before they show it to people. So it's possible that that's what's going on and that it's not a delay, you know, in the actual, you know, um, analytics, so to speak, that you're getting. So because of that experiment, like if you want, like it's not gonna hurt you to publish, you know, one short and just see, you know, if it makes a difference if you do it six hours earlier. But, um, you know, right now, if you think there's a bug of some kind, I would definitely reach out to Team YouTube and, um, and share that information with them so they can get it sorted. Next. Are the questions coming in now? Four, yeah. Four, okay. uh, four days and I says they do, uh, uh, let's see here. The type of channel says, I know I want to do sewing videos. I like Stanley and I want to make videos that I want to see on the internet is the type of channel. So I guess they're going to make a channel. The goal of the channel is to help people while helping myself through this life journey. I upload because I know there are people out there like me that needs these type of videos. Question. My question is that I have ideas for the videos. I just don't know how to talk to a camera and I don't believe, believe people would want to watch my videos. I do not think people like my personality so here's an interesting thing for you so uh when i was first starting my youtube channel my very first video on my channel is how to overcome camera shyness because um i was in a similar situation to you to where i was thinking at that point in time i was like hey, i'm in my 30s already and so i'm like way too old you know to do this um at that particular time um, my first handful of videos i even wore makeup not like you know <laughs> not not <laughs> lipstick and stuff but like i saw um a video where people were getting ready for like news and they had you know people that were you know doing their makeup and stuff so i started looking into 
that, and I found out that like news people that they would use like some a little bit of concealer, and then they would put uh, like uh, what's it called foundation? I think it is. They would put some of that, you know, on their face to kind of smooth out their, you know, just imperfections and things like that. And at that time, I didn't know, right? Because I I was the only YouTuber in my life at that time, so I had no idea that you know that you know that wasn't just the normal thing to do. So I was like, hey, let me do this, and then that also would help me kind of get over some of the uh, you know insecurities that I had about going on camera. And um, I just went through you know that process, and then eventually I was like, you know what, does it really matter? And then you know I, I got more confident in what it is that I was doing. But um, I'm telling you all that to let you know that that if I didn't do that, then none of the amazing things that have happened in my life from starting a YouTube channel would have ever happened. So if this is something that you want to do, um, even though it might seem a little challenging right now, and you might think that there's nobody out there that that would connect with you, um, I still encourage you to try it anyway. And when you're making it, just imagine that you're making it for yourself and imagine that you're talking to yourself. And through doing that, you're going to find other people that will also, you know, connect to you or with you through the way that you're communicating that way. So instead of thinking like, hey, I'm making videos for other people, I mean, you have to keep that in mind if you want other people to enjoy your content. But when you're first getting started and you're first trying to get over those, you know, humps, instead of thinking like, okay, I'm making videos that, a, you know, a bunch of other people could potentially watch, think of it like, okay, I'm making a video that if I was making a video for myself, because you're saying right here that, you know, uh, that people like you need these type of videos, right? So just imagine that you're making videos for yourself like a year ago or for yourself that's going to be you know a year older than today and make videos uh, make videos like that and 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 try and this is really difficult just because of how judgmental the internet can be but try really hard when you are putting everything together to not be thinking so much about the other people that could possibly watch the content and look at it more through the perspective of okay um, I'm going to be publishing this video. I don't care if people watch it or not. I'm publishing this video so that I can get the experience of learning how to make videos. And I'm going to make this video for my future self so that I can, you know, show myself that, you know, that I can, that I can do this. And then from there, you just rinse and repeat that process until you get a little bit more comfortable on camera. Um, some things can help. For example, one thing that um, was helpful for me that I recommend to other people is to practice. And we, we actually talked about this, I think, last week, too. Yeah. But to practice talking out loud in the way that you communicate in your videos um, and just practice talking out loud in general when you're by yourself. And by doing that, then it's also going to make you a little bit more comfortable with that side of the experience. Because, I mean, if we call it what it is, you know, when you're sitting in a room by yourself and you're just looking down the, the barrel of a camera lens, um, you know, it, it can just be weird, right? Because it's just not something that you're used to doing. I mean, fortunately, now with video calls and things like that, it's a little bit, you know, more natural for us. But even with that, um, it's still just weird because you know there's nobody else on the other side of that lens, right? So because of that, you know, it can be uncomfortable. But just practicing, um, you know, talking out loud yourself so you can just get, you know, comfortable with it. And then one more thing. You'll immediately have better camera presence if you have your viewfinder where you can't see it. Um, because what a lot of people will do when they're first starting out is they'll spend all their time looking at the viewfinder to make sure that they're like, you know, saying the right things or smiling or like whatever. But if you turn the viewfinder the other way where you can't see it, like figure out where you're at in the frame, right? But then either don't look at the viewfinder or turn it to where you can't see it. And then, you know, share whatever information that you're going to share that way. Um, do that as well, because then that will ensure that you're looking at the camera lens because there's nowhere else to look um, that will distract you when you know that you're supposed to be looking at the camera. Um, so do that as well. Yeah. 
I have some things to add yeah, to that. Yeah, please do. Uh, everybody starting out goes through a phase where you think, oh, nobody's going to like my personality or my voice sounds terrible. I, I don't know, the first time you hear your voice recorded or maybe you look at yourself on video, you're like, oh, my God, mm. you know, do I really sound like this? Do I really look like this? And it's really weird. You, you just have to push through it. But here, here's what I want you to do. I was looking at my eyes to make sure my lizard uh, eyelids didn't show. Go this way, yeah. right? Yeah, I'm like, man, I hope my lizard eyelids don't yeah, show. Not yeah, not everybody leaves old content up. But yeah. go to some of the largest YouTubers uh, on their channel and go to the video tab. And thank you, YouTube, for adding this back. Yeah. You, you can sort by oldest video. So mm -hmm. if you go to, like, Marquez Brownlee or Mr. Beast, for example, and you can sort by oldest you can see their first videos mm -hmm. and you can see how far they've come from their first however many videos where they were you know it, it, it was terrible yeah. right it was terrible and uh, we've all been there but mm -hmm. you can look at their very first videos and you can see how they lacked the confidence they lacked the charisma they lacked everything that you see them succeeding right. with now right but it, that's, those are things that they build over time so go there search by oldest on all the uh, largest channels some people leave the old ones up but the ones that do, it's really interesting, and it, it really helps with inspiration in terms of, like, uh, you know, I'm not ready. I'm not good enough. Go look at Mr. Beast's old videos, yeah. for example. He was terrible, but he kept at it. Yep. And another rule of thumb, too, is, you know, when you first are presenting on, on camera, you're going to be comparing yourself with your very first videos against all of these other successful yeah. YouTubers that do this for a living. Yeah. Um, so because of that, just be be kind to yourself because, you know, like Dee's saying, like you can go to their videos and you can see the journey that they've had. Yeah. And when they started out, they were in the same exact position that you are. Terrible. Yeah. Terrible so, uh, lighting, terrible framing, right. terrible communication right. skills, lack of confidence, lack of good eye contact, mm -hmm. topic or the topics were terrible, the thumbnail, like they're doing all the wrong things. Yeah. But the most important thing is, is they kept uploading. Yeah. They kept uploading and they kept learning and they kept uploading and they kept learning. And now they're, they're at the top. Yep. Tubes Fanner, thank you for the super, super chat. Says, uh, Danielle says, um, can you give some tips on starting a donut making channel? The whole thing seems a bit overwhelming. The whole thing seems a bit overwhelming. <laughs> Love it. Swinging in with the jokes. Absolutely love it. We need that. We need a dedicated one of those for uh, for for Danielle jokes. Yeah, one just good. for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'd be good. Next up, we got Jake Hudson. Thank you for the super chat. Says um, this is an awesome channel. Thank you. Super Glad you're enjoying chat. the content. Hey, if you want to have your mind blown, if you guys haven't seen it yet, make sure you watch the video yes. that I published yesterday. Um, Can you it's share about, your screen and show that? It's just about like the, the beginning of it. Yeah, um, just the beginning of it. Give me one second here if you if you want to yeah 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 this, yeah this is... so he made a video on how to use ai and the generative fill option to actually change your background it's, it's not nuts. green yeah it's it's insane he sent me this in a in a chat and he was like it, 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 it me like one o'clock in the morning yeah and he's like yo check this out and it was like a oh, whatever a 30 second clip i think i watched it like 20 times in a row just going oh my god yeah it's are you pulling so that up? crazy what you yeah. can do now yeah ai is getting stuff? out of control it really is. Yeah. Yeah, it, like it's uh it, it's 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 wild can I, can that I, you can fabricate I'm just gonna add it to the stream right oh, there. There it is. It's wild that you can fabricate your environment. So let me make it a little bit bigger here. There it is. Yeah, so basically oop, there we go. So uh yeah, just watch this just the beginning part. Oop, hold on. Is your audio included? No, it, it shouldn't be. Oh, okay. Yeah, so like see how all of that's changing there in the background? Each one of those took me maybe like once I had the actual, you know, image that I was going to be using, 
you know, for the mask and everything, each one of those took maybe like three minutes to make. Like it's so fast and being able to pull it into your software that way. Check out the outdoor version too. Like this is also, yeah, this is crazy. This is also crazy. Yeah, like here, I was standing on an actual road, right? And then um, with this, it basically is just pulling in all of these different hey, things based on the prompts that I give. That's my car. Yeah, it's crazy. My car that you Yeah, crashed. so like this technology is just getting completely out of control. But the uh, the video about that um, is on the channel if you want to see like step-by-step -step how to actually uh, how to do that. Yeah, absolutely insane. Um, so, here, so next up on our list here for the uh, questions, Simple Nail Designs, what's going on? Hope you are doing fantastic. Okay, we are having a slow... Yeah, there we people go. are saying, wow, scary, amazing. Yeah, it is. You know, it's 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 scary because who knows the way that it's going to, you know, the go and all the things that are going to be possible, but that's the same thing that makes it amazing too, right? Yeah. Like, I, what's going to happen, and Dee and I were talking about this yeah. earlier today, is it's going what's to going happen... What's going to happen is I'm going to end up in a scandal. <laughs> right. That's what's going to happen. I'm going to end up in a scandal, <laughs> and everybody's going to go... I don't know. We saw the video. We saw the video, yeah, yeah. and based on what we know, <laughs> a scandal. I don't know. That's all funny. I'm saying is, I probably didn't do it. If you see it, that's but, all I'm saying. But he probably did. But the uh, 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 the the technology we'll get to where we'll be able to just kind of like select ourselves and then have it just completely build the entire video within the video without having to like leave and do it in other software and stuff. Yeah, it, it's going to get completely uh, crazy. My prediction on AI, because it is getting scary in terms of how they can duplicate a voice now, right? Yeah. So you've got a leaked phone call from whatever, this politician or mm -hmm. this celebrity uh, that's not even real. So you have the, the audio, and, and it's, that's really, really close to being perfect. Yeah. You've got the video. You've got the, the photos that it can uh, create, the, all this fake stuff with people. I think at some time they're going to have to step up and have some sort of regulation. Yeah, they probably will. To where you can't create things based on – I mean, I don't know how that's going to work, yeah. but like – I don't Based know. on things that could like you know mislead people in a way that it would right. cause them to incite violence or anything weird right, like that. Right, right. Yeah. There's gonna have yeah, to be totally. some regulation on that because if not, we're in trouble. Aaron, what's up, dude? Hope you're doing fantastic. Hey. Says love to miss you guys. I'll never forget Vid Summit 2019 Super questions. Chat. Can you talk about ideas about growing a 24/7 365 live stream? So um, with that. Um, of course, you want to make sure that the live stream itself is optimized for search um, and just discovery in general. So you want to make sure that you are doing that. Second, I think you already know how to do it, but just in case He's you don't. He's got some live streams oh, okay. on, on the goats and all that stuff, I think. Yeah, I was going to say, um, just in case, Obubble is a great solution for that. Um, there's a few other ones too, but Obubble um, is a great solution. It's basically a um, virtual server. So then you can run your software on that, and then you can set up like a playlist of videos and then just run it through that whole thing. Um, and then and of course, that's if it's all pre-recorded. Oh but in your case, it's actually, you know, like webcams and things like that on the farm, if I can remember correctly. Um, so in that particular case, it would all just come down to your thumbnail and then how you how you optimize that. And then, of course, you know, if people come into it and they are, you know, interested in what it is that they're seeing, then, of course, you know, you want those people to be sticking around. Um, so I would make sure that you are, like, zoomed in enough and things like that to where people can see the details of what it is that you're doing. And just make sure you preview it on a mobile device to confirm that people can clearly see um, what's going on because when somebody hovers over that and they get like a preview of what's happening, you know, with that live stream, you want to make sure it's like crystal clear what's actually going on in the stream. So, um, oops, nice to see you in here, Aaron. Yeah, yeah, 2019 Vid Summit, that was awesome. Yeah, hope hopefully I'll see it uh, this year. So Double XP says they're doing that now, D. It just came out yesterday. Uh, Matt Wolf said it just like that. Nice. Interesting. So this is funny. So SMA Sky says uh, for the AI, 
It says, um, the day's scandal will be YouTube deemed him and found destroying his own play button yeah. in order to blame his brother. You know yeah. what? When yeah, you were doing the, the AI thing, mm -hmm. you should have had one in there where my, where my play button was sitting in your room. Here's the thing is um, it's still not good with text. So like mid-journey is getting better and stuff like that. But um, this, I experimented mm -hmm. with just some different text stuff and things like that. You could have that in there. And it's not, yeah, one, I could have photoshopped that in there. Yeah, that would have been funny. Yeah. Actually. And I'd be yeah. like, hey, wait a minute. Yeah. That looks, well, there's your play button. Why do my play button over there? Yeah. You'd have gotten a knock on the door at like two yeah. in the morning. Hey, dude. Yeah. yeah. yeah you got something for me? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Renee says uh, Linus Tech Tips is piling in a 24-7 loop of the last three years of VOD. This is a linear viewing experience. Yeah, that's cool. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I was considering doing something like that with YouTube Tips. I know Matt Geelan tried that um, in our space, and it didn't do uh, very well, but I've considered that too. Of just putting together, like just taking out clips of a bunch of different videos yeah. of like all the best tips for like all the stuff. Yeah. And uh, just making a really long, you know, essentially loop uh, out of that. All right, so uh, next up we've got... King CMC TV, what's going on, man? Hope you're doing great. Um, they do gaming content. The question is, I noticed my live stream gaming can rank top th uh, three or top 10 oh, on hey. YouTube when I'm live. Christine made it. Christine's routines. Hey, you made hey, it. Hey, what's going on? All right, we can start the show. Welcome. Uh, um, it says that uh, I noticed my live stream gaming can rank top two or three on 10 uh, or top 10 on YouTube when I'm live, but it dies to no rank. Why is this? So one thing to remember is like while you're live streaming, um, YouTube understands the importance of the live experience. So because of that, live streams can carry a lot of weight. Um, sometimes, you know, like if I'm doing like a new stream or if I'm doing one of these streams or if I'm doing a live stream on another channel, um, sometimes I will optimize it for search for that reason. Um, and it can actually get top search rankings or within the top like five, um, it can get those before you even go live, which is also, you know, pretty crazy. Um, but, you know, when the stream is complete, then it defaults back into competing with everything else that's out there. And, uh, you know, if you have a live stream um, in a lot of cases, I mean, some cases, if you have a live stream, it's like a really long live stream and there's another video that will help people with the same exact thing or show people the same thing or share the same thing or whatever, that's, you know, five minutes long or 10 minutes long, then that's just an easy click. You you know, in comparison to like a, you know, six hour stream or something like that, depending on how long your streams are. Um, so that's, that's kind of what's going on there is basically they're just prioritizing that live experience um, for the, for the moment while you're live. So Murphy FNM is here. Nice. What's going on? Nice Murphy. Thanks yep. for joining Hope us. That you're doing great Murphy. Yep. Hope that you uh, have a fantastic uh, rest of the stream here. Yep. So next up we've got a uh, lot. Liz is me. I hope I'm saying that correctly. They upload every other day. They do cooking and baking content. The goal of the channel is to get monetized and grow beyond that with podcasts and books. Um, the question is, since I'm still new, <laughs> my on. channel and my list of videos um, is too small to expect many subscribers yet. Should I be patient or am I doing something wrong? So uh, one of the things to make sure that you remember is even as a new content creator, your videos can still perform well. So it's a big misconception for new content creators. Um, like people think that by default, because you have a new channel that your videos can't do well. Um, that's not true. So if you publish your very first video and people People really enjoyed that video um, at a very competitive rate for YouTube. YouTube's going to keep showing it, just like if I were to publish a video. Um, if it, and and and, it, and people responded well. And the other thing works as well, to where if you publish a video and it just doesn't get that good of a response, then not many people are going to see it. Just like if I publish a video and it doesn't get that good of a response, right? So um, because of that, these days the subscriber count, you know, it does have its value, but it doesn't, you know, carry the weight in terms of publishing 
publishing videos that a lot of people, you know, think it does in terms of looking at their own subscriber count and thinking to themselves that they can't succeed um, if they don't have a large subscriber count. So what you want to make sure that you're doing is make sure that you are researching other channels around the type of content that you make. Make sure you're looking at, you know, general topics that seem to do well. See if you can come up with other ideas based on their proven, you know, results that they've already had. Any ideas that could stem off of those about things that you could make that are already proven to, you know, be of interest to people. Look at how all the people that are that are thriving in your space, look at how they're packaging everything up in terms of the thumbnail and title so that you can make sure that you're at least competitive there. Because a big problem in terms of the the, the message of still being new, the big problem there, it, like the, the bigger problem, I should say, is just that lack of experience and like knowing how to get people to respond to something. Um, so, you know, I would definitely just make sure you are studying other people and that you are taking notes on what people are doing within the type of content that you make other cooking channels um, that are, you know, getting the results that, that you would like to have. Um, look at how they're starting their videos. Look at how they're, you know, what they're focusing on on their thumbnails. Look at how they're writing their titles, the actual structure, the specific words they're using. Um, look at each section of their video. Look at the look at the extra footage or B-rolls, what that's called, that they're adding to it. Look at any graphics they're added. They're adding. Look at how they're communicating in the videos. Look at uh, or listen to how they're communicating in the videos. Look at their sets. Look at what their cameras look like. Like look at all of those things um, and just use that as knowledge in terms of like, okay, this is what's currently working around this type of content. So at the very least, I need to try to start here. And then from there, I'm going to try to stem out and try to, you know, do stuff that's going to help me like stand out a little bit more. So Murphy asked, um, how is there two of you? Yep. Yep. Yeah. I, I think somebody has to have the talk with, with, with Murphy. Yep. So, uh, so, uh, it's called cloning is, uh, is how this, how this works. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, D is the original, actually. I'm the clone. Mm -hmm. And he put me to work well, on this YouTube stuff. A stork. Yep. So he hangs out by the pool. And right. then, like, he, you know, that's pretty much D's days. So he just right. hangs out by the pool, you know, runs yeah. around town. And then uh, I do this YouTube stuff as his clone worker. Yep. That's kind of yeah. how it works. A stork delivered yep. me to my mother. Yep. And I, I have a closet I sleep in. It's so weird. It like it's it's this closet when I walk into it, it like charges me up, you know? Yeah. So but while I'm like while I'm sleeping is what they call it. So wasn't uh that next one up. Of, wasn't that one of the uh oh the Black Mirror episodes? I'm not sure. Is that Black Mirror? What what, what is the show? It's a it's a recent show. I think show. it is Black Mirror, actually. I, I, I think they, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Well, it was a Black Mirror. Were they going Either that or robots and whatever it's called? I don't know, but they like go into like an avatar. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, well, that I think that one's the VR, right? To where they, the yeah, I'm, I'm, no, I'm no, not no, sure. it is Black Mirror with is Jesse it? Pinkman from Black, whatever that Aaron, oh, okay. Aaron, okay. Aaron, Aaron, whatever his name is, Aaron, whatever. They were they were up in space and they would go lay down in the. Oh yeah. They would lay down and they would go out. And yes. Do things. Yes. Yeah, yeah, and then he like went and was like, you yeah, know, yeah, trying yeah, to yeah. hit on his on his uh, spouse yeah, yeah, and whatnot. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's 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 how you operate. So uh, Lita's uh, Cuban Kitchen, um, been on YouTube one year more than do cooking content as well. Um, the question is how to get more views. I have 15,000 subscribers. I have a Facebook group, Instagram, TikTok, Reddit, and Pinterest. So um, your views, just like my views and everybody else here in the chat, it's all dependent on how people <laughs> respond to the content that you're publishing. So for example, if you are publishing content that's you know above the competitive average, then you're gonna end up getting more views on the content. If it's you know average, then you're gonna end 
end up getting like, you know, just kind of like an okay amount of views. And if it's below average, then of course you're going to underperform. So what you want to make sure that you're looking at is the very specific topics that you are, you know, talking about. Look at how you're packaging those topics in terms of your thumbnail and title um, and compare them against, you know, similar videos and just make sure that you're stand out. Um, and you also want to make sure that, you know, you are paying attention to your audience retention reports. So you can see exactly how people are responding to what it is that you are doing uh, specifically. So for example, you know, like when you have this information, um, you know, you can put it to work. So like in that video that I made about the AI backgrounds, right? Like typically when I do uh, tutorials on my channel, I have, you know, once we get into the tutorial just a little bit, especially after I name something and I, you know, tell people the thing we're gonna be using for it, people will leave a lot after that. So because of that, about three minutes into that video, I added a whole other segment that took them away from the tutorial, showed them more of the AI stuff in the outdoor environment, um, and then got back into the tutorial from there in an attempt to kind of re-engage people there and just kind of shake up, you know, just that straight screen side. Um, so then I can pull them back into that and then continue on with the tutorial from there. But like you, what you do is you, you know, use those to uncover how the masses are responding to what it is that you're doing. And then you, you know, adjust as you need to. So I told you I was going to be involved in a, a scandal. So T's hot. Did it happen history. already? Yeah. She says, while kids, <laughs> while kids make his Apple products, D is literally a villain. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, I told you I'd be involved in a scandal. Here it goes. Stash well, is our uh, is our next question. Oh my goodness. Um, they do sports uh, conversation and collecting. The goal of the channel is monetization. The question is, after a three-year hiatus, I'm back in the swing of things, uploading daily, focusing on short, minute-long content. I'm seeing some very positive trends in terms of viewership, but I'm not gaining subscribers the way that I did prior to my hiatus. Um, how can I direct my viewership into subs in an efficient and palatable way? Thank you for your time. So the very first thing is to just ask people to subscribe. So that can be effective because you're nudging people. Um, you know, they might be really engaged in your content content and they're just not thinking about subscribing, right? So when you add those types of reminders, it's just a way to, you know, just remind people like, oh yeah, I am enjoying this, so I will subscribe, right? So just letting them know, you know, you don't have to make a big, you know, interruptive production out of it. You can just say, oh, and by the way, if you're enjoying this, I put out videos like this all the time, make sure you subscribe. Um, and that's it. And then just keep moving on with the content. You can do that at any point in the video, preferably somewhere in the middle where people would be, you know, enjoying the content. Um, of course, you can do it at the end as well for the people that are the most engaged and made it all the way to the end but asking um, can can definitely make a big difference but you know people are typically going to subscribe based on you know the value that they are getting out of the content but those nudges can also be you know extremely helpful so for example if you're not subscribed to my channel right now make sure that you uh, make sure that you do so we put out videos like this every Saturday or do live streams like this every Saturday all of the content on my channel helps content creators learn how to thrive on YouTube Cathay fit what's going on hope that you are doing fantastic she does dancing and fitness content. The goal of the channel is to grow a community and some sort of monetization, possibly by getting clients or affiliates, since I know probably women um, be able to monetize my videos. Hold on, since I know probably women be able to monetize my videos. Um, the question is, um, how are best practices to get people to engage more and watch longer? Um, I don't usually speak on my more recent videos since they are more uh, follow along videos. I also kind of rebranded sort of, instead of my usual black, yellow, and purple, I'm using more brighter colors. I feel like it's helped a bit. So the, the thing that's gonna get people to watch longer is the actual content it is that you're putting out in terms of like, are you telling them about your story of your you know fitness journey? Are you telling them about the story about how you've you know helped clients and the problems that you ran into there and how you've overcome those problems? Like, you know, what type of story you're taking people through? Um, and 
addition to that, there's a really amazing um, piece of content. So um, Hellier Smith, um, who edits for like Logan Paul and a bunch of other big creators, he did a live stream. I actually found this live stream through uh, Renee's post um, on the creator uh, liaison Twitter account. Um, he shared it and I was like, oh, this looks interesting. Let me go and check this out. Some of the things that he was doing in there, and I recommend everybody here go check out his channel and subscribe to it and, and watch some of his videos if you're not already. But like some of the nuance of all of this stuff, and I'm just using this as an example, is like one of the things that he mentioned in there that I've never thought of is that um, he actually switches emotions around that he's tapping into when he's going through a piece of content. And I thought that was that was really interesting because one of the things that he has found, you so know- What you're with, saying is he manipulates his audience. Totally. And and one of the things that he has found through, you know, that type of entertainment content that he produces or that he, you know, edits is that when they keep hitting the same emotion um, that people, you know, get, get kind of fatigued of them continuing to yeah. hit that same emotion. So they have to take people on kind of like an emotional roller coaster ride through the content instead of, you know, returning back to that same emotion again. Um, just like little details like that um, are also, you know, really important. But if you're trying to get people to watch your videos for a longer period of time, I would definitely go and watch his content. Um, so you can just, you know, get some of, you know, the insights from him. Um, but, you know, other things to think about as well is, you know, getting people to watch longer comes down to a satisfaction. So if people are um, enjoying what it is that you are you know, publishing, then in that case, they're gonna end up watching longer. But things that you can do is one, get to the point a little bit, two, keep um, opening loops, so to speak. And what that is, is throughout the content, you continually tease additional things that you're gonna be sharing throughout the video. Um, you don't do it in a way that is like, okay, like, you know, come on, they've done that same thing a hundred times, but you do it in a way to where you're like, okay, um, uh, so, you know, right now I'm showing you this, um, but we're gonna talk about this, uh, like in your case, you're doing fitness. So here, let's say you're like, yeah, you know, um, typically, you know, I, I do this she said step she's not thing. Speaking. Huh? She said she's not speaking in it, I think. Doesn't she usually speak in her videos? I think she said she's not speaking. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, that by itself could probably be the problem. Yeah. yeah I, I would definitely add a voiceover to it. Um, I would, I would experiment with that and see if it, you know, makes a difference or not. Um, and then, uh, with that, then the whole idea of open loops and everybody else can use this information <clears throat> if you are speaking in your videos um, is like in her case, if she was doing like some step up thing on like one of those plastic steps or whatever, she could say, you know, typically I start my thing like this, but I have this other exercise that I do that I'm gonna be showing you in a little bit that I've actually found to be a little bit more effective for those of you that are, you know, that are really wanting to get your heart rate up or, you know, something like that. And what that does is that opens up the idea that there's gonna be some additional, you know, thing that they need to know or that they can get value from a little bit later in the video. If you're doing fitness, content and i'm gonna assume that you're doing like a you know they can do it along with you right do it along whatever exercise it is i would at least have some sort of a hook at the beginning either verbal or graphically or something to where you let them know what it is exactly you're going to do yeah and if it's a follow along i would also be you know like i would be talking them through it yeah too yeah like yeah. like you know like I you would know, want to know what I'm getting into, <clears throat> right? Like, you know, who, who are you targeting here? Like, you know, what, what age group, what, what level of fitness, um, how long are we going to be doing this particular exercise? That sort of thing. You right. know, I, I would let them know, uh, yeah, walk them through it. And here's the thing, you know, when you add your personality to it and you start speaking to, to that viewer, that's where those bonds happen in terms of people really, you know, getting attached to your content. Yeah. But if you're just 
Oh, a perfect example is this: all the faceless channels, mm -hmm. well, like like Brightside. Mm -hmm. Nobody, I mean, they make great videos, but yeah. nobody's like attached to them. Yeah. To I would say Kurzakstat would probably Kurzik's, be an exception to that. Yeah, but still, yeah, like, he's got the same character, the same. But you voice don't know that. that but, but sure, you don't sure, know sure. that part. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, there's yeah. no, there's no connection there. Right, right, right. right. Great videos, yeah, great yeah, channel, yeah. but there's no right. actual human connection right, there. Right, right, right. But when you're actually speaking to that person that's watching you on the other side of the camera, right? If you do that enough, you start to build that relation with people. So yeah, I, I would try. I would, I would speak if, if you can. Yeah, I would too. I'd at least yeah. experiment with it. Yeah, um, and see if see if it makes a difference or not. Um, Apple bias. Thank you for the super chat. It says I focus mostly on Apple Watch content, um, but I want to do super Apple How to content as well. Should I create a new channel or do it on the same channel? I would experiment with it on the same channel. So um, you know, as an Apple Watch person. Um, you know, I would appreciate that type of content. Um, you can run into issues like, you know, being super niche down to just the watch. Um, another thing that you got to think about is like, okay, if I got a watch, then after you show me like the apps and some different watch bands and things like that, like how often am I going to be coming back? Um, so because of that, the how-to content might be a great way to get people that are into Apple products to come yeah. back to your channel versus, you know, just people that are into watches. But the very first step that I would make though, um, if, you know, if you're open to this idea is if you are going to publish how-to content on your channel, since you are currently doing watches, um, I would be thinking at scale. So if somebody has an Apple Watch, by default, they're going to have an Apple phone, right? So because of that, I would do like phone content over like, uh, you know, MacBook Pro content. Um, and the reason for that is because there's a direct connection between the two. Like you got to have a, you know, phone in order for the for the watch to, you know, work properly and all that or to be able to, you know, fully get the stuff out of the watch. So, um, so that would be like the very first step. And then from there, you know, do some of those videos and see how people like that, as long as this fits into what you're trying to do. Um, see how, you know, well people like that. And then if they like that, then start asking questions in your community feed, asking people like, hey, do you have a, you know, MacBook Pro? Do you have a MacBook Studio? Do you have a you know, do you have an Apple monitor like, you know, and start using your community post to ask questions um, about the different products that people have that are watching your videos specifically. And then from there, you know, collect that information over the next like, you know, month or something. And then from there be like, okay, these are all of the devices um, that people seem to, you know, have the most of. So then that opens me up to, you know, make content about, you know, those as well. And the whole idea there, cause you're going to push into new viewers anyway, but the whole idea there is just to make sure that the people that are currently interacting and responding to the content to make sure that that you know what it is that you're publishing is also a good fit for them as well um so you know that would be the approach that i would take uh in that particular scenario yeah and i i kind of blanked out there for a minute but if you didn't mention this already you know think about it. if you've got a watch you know that that person or you know your viewers have a watch they're going to have a phone right if they've got a phone that's what i said right yeah. they might have those right yep. think about the entire ecosystem that they're getting sucked into dan and norton what's up dude holy cow dan norton how you doing man it has been a long long time mm -hmm. hope, hope you are fantastic yeah well that's been a long time mm -hmm. dan is working with pat on the uh the pokemon channel yeah i know oh did you know mm -hmm. that yeah. okay well I'll yeah. just, i'm just blanking out all over the place over here yeah <laughs> so, uh, I'm, I'm just going to mute my mic again. So next up on the uh, on the list, <laughs> we've got Food Fun Diary. They upload every other day. They've been on YouTube for less than a year. Um, they do good food destinations. Um, the goal of the channel is sharing good food destinations, build connections, and engaged community. Um, and the question is, what factors contribute to YouTube recommending your videos? So first, it has to... Uh, people have to respond to it competitively against other videos on the platform. So that means they have to uh, click on it at a competitive rate compared to other videos on the platform, and they have to uh, enjoy it at a competitive rate. 
And once the video is complete and they've, you know, enjoyed that video, then of course, uh, you know, what they do next is also really important as well. And what they do while they're watching the video. So somebody's watching the video and they're giving it, you know, thumbs down, you get just like tons and tons of people giving it a thumb down. That's not a great signal to YouTube. Um, but if you get, you know, people in there that don't, don't commonly like or dislike videos at all, but they're giving you a lot of likes from those people because they're really appreciating your content and all that, then that's a great sign to YouTube. So those types of things. But um, YouTube actually has public information. <clears throat> Excuse me. They have public information. If you go to Google and you type, uh, I'll actually just drop the link. Um, let's see here how YouTube works. So right here, let me go down to how YouTube works. And then let me go down to recommendation features. Do, 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 do. Yeah, so recommended videos. So what YouTube says specifically, and I, I can actually just read through this because um, this will be valuable to everybody here. So let me actually just share my screen really quick and I'll just pull this up and we'll go through it together because um, this is going you know, to be helpful for everybody here. So basically what they say here, um, and all you have to do is if you just go to youtube.com slash how YouTube works, um, then you'll also you know, find this information. But what they say here is um, when you click on the recommended video area and how I got to this, by the way, is it first lands me on this page and then when I scroll down here, um, it starts giving me a bunch of different things that I can click on based on, you know, different things that are happening. But down here, when I look at um, the product features, I, they have how YouTube search works. They have how recommended videos work, monetization for creators, YouTube live and so on. So here, if I click into recommended videos, then they start kind of breaking down for us um, how things work. So um, basically this is viewer focused, but as a creator, you can also get a lot of really good information out of here. So um, I'm going to skip the uh, you know what I'll, I'll just read through the whole thing for you real quick so basically they say um this will be helpful for people listening too um recommendations help you discover more of the videos you love whether it's a great new recipe um, to try or your favorite new song the success of youtube's recommendations depend on accurately predicting the videos that you want to watch when our recommendations are at their best they connect billions of people around the world to content that uniquely inspires informs and entertains them you can find recommendations um at work in two main places your home page right like when you people log into YouTube or your mobile feed um, and the up next panel homepage. The homepage is what you see when you first open a YouTube. It displays a mixture of recommendations, subscriptions, and the latest news and information. Up next, the up next panel appeals, appears, I'm sorry, when you're watching a video. It suggests additional content based on what you're currently watching alongside other videos that we think that you might be interested in. So what this is saying right here, and this is going to answer a very common question for you guys too. So right here it says it suggests additional content based on whatever you're currently watching, right? So there's a topical connection, but then it says alongside other videos that you th or that we think you might be interested in. So the idea here is one of the questions that I commonly get is YouTube is recommending my videos next to videos that are not relevant to my type of content. YouTube system is broken because they are recommending my content next to cooking videos when I make motorcycle videos, or they're recommending my content next to, you know, a crafting video when I make gaming videos. So what's happening is this alongside other videos that we think you might be interested in is when it comes to suggested videos on YouTube, the videos that are showing there are videos that are topically related or that people typically watch together, but they are also customizing some of that area based on the interest of the people watching. So what happens is sometimes you can get traffic from videos that don't make that much sense. And the reason that you're getting traffic from some of those videos is because the people that are watching your videos are interacting with your content. They're also watching some of the videos on that channel, um, or at least that type of content. 
and then they're seeing it your content there and they're clicking on it and coming in that way so that's what's happening there um, the next thing they have here if we go to learn more about youtube's recommendation system is they have here um we already went through some of this hold jerry on jerry asks how do you get to this page again um if you just go to uh youtube.com slash how youtube works um then it, it will take you into here that's what i love about youtube products it's like when you show a lot of youtube stuff people are like how, how do you, find how do you get there how yeah. do you get there this is good, all good, stuff good job youtube right yeah this is all stuff that <laughs> should job, be part YouTube. of like youtube onboarding um yeah. in some yeah. way good job youtube yeah. and it might be in there it's just buried yeah it's just buried, or difficult yes. to find or just put in a corner or something yeah. like that like in my opinion all of the stuff in regards to education on how the system works that's that's should be just like right in your face when yeah. you create your account i agree totally agree yeah and i'm so I'm, I'm really surprised have you set up a rumble account yet no so i, I don't think i i might have gotten the name over there but i don't think i I've done the I, name. I i set up a rumble account uh just to, to, i went through the process to see what was involved and after you sign up guess what they have mm. an onboarding video Boom. now it's not as good as you'd want it to be but it, it, there's at least something right there. Um, it's it, it's not what you want it to be, but they have an, like right after you sign up, you go in, there's like an onboarding video. Not It's not good, but I was like, bam. Step in the right it, direction. Nailed yeah. it, right. And guess what I did? I watched it because nice. I wanted to know how to use the system. And I still had to YouTube for help. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Uh, so Renee mentioned that uh, he said, fun fact, the recommendation system is built for viewers, not creators. Why it's important to think like a viewer and viewers have multiple interests. Um, he also mentions here that recommendations are ranked by performance and personalization. Um, so basically the um, other side here is um, back in 2008, um, they first started uh, building the recommendation system. The experience was entirely different. Let's say you mostly watch cooking videos. Wouldn't it be frustrating if your homepage only recommended the latest sports and music videos to you because they had the most views? Because that's kind of what used to happen back in the day. That was YouTube in the early days. The system ranked videos based on popularity to create one big trending page. Not a lot of people watch those videos. The majority of YouTube's viewership came from searches or shared links off of the platform. So here, when it comes to recommendations in the up next, it says to do this, we start with the knowledge um, that everyone has unique viewing habits. Our system then compares your viewing habits with those that are similar to you and uses the information to suggest other content that you may want to watch. So this right here is why one of the things that I recommended um, a few minutes ago um, to the cooking channel where I'm like, hey, go to other cooking channels, see what it is that, you know, people are responding to there, see, you know, topically the things that people are watching and things like that. Um, it kind of falls, you know, along, you know, the lines of this right here because, you know, it's, it's similar content, right? So you want to make sure that you're able to, you know, um, to, to compete there. But it says, so if you like tennis videos and our system notices, that others who like the same tennis videos as you, and this one's a mind scrambler for some people, um, but it says here, if you like tennis videos and our system notices that others who like the same tennis videos as you also enjoy jazz videos, you may be recommended jazz videos even if you've never watched a single one before for categories like news and information this might function differently more on that later um so the whole idea there is like let's say that you're watching my videos right and a lot of people that watch my videos also watch videos on um on uh you know uh microphone no let's go let's go different say say people that watch my videos also watch videos on how to lose a play button on uh, uh fitness right then in that particular case if there's a large amount of those people then youtube will also test my videos against people that are interacting with fitness videos um then it says 
a few years ago, our system recommended videos by Tyler Oakley um, to my oldest daughter because that's who many of the people who watch the Vlogbrothers also watch at the same time. She ended up becoming a big fan so much that we took her later to see him at a meetup. Today, our system sorts through billions of videos to recommend content tailored to your specific interests. For example, and this is why it's so important to think about your niche, right? And, and who it is that you're serving through your niche and the specific type of content you're making and who you're making it for. You're searching through for, billions of videos and they keep showing me the bear video. <laughs> right. Right. They know. They know. For, they know you're going to watch it. They know I'm going to watch it. Yeah. For example, um, our system recognized that I watched a classic USC video highlight and it found me uh, found for me other sports highlights from my youth. Without recommendations, I would have never known that these videos were available. Unlike other platforms, we don't connect uh, viewers to content through their social network. Instead, the success of YouTube's recommendation depends on accurately predicting the videos that they want to watch. But of course, we also know that not everyone wants to always share this information with us. So we've built controls to help you decide how much data you want to provide. So you can pause, edit, or delete your YouTube search, watch history whenever you want. Um, and then they talk, you know, in depth here on how to personalize recommendations and so, or how they personalize it. But it says to provide such um, custom curation, our recommendation system doesn't operate off of a recipe book of what to do. It's constantly evolving. So, you know, you're also going to see as a content creator all the time, people talking about, man, like all of a sudden my stats just completely changed, right? Yeah. Because this the whole thing's constantly evolving. And you also have to keep in mind with all the content that's constantly being uploaded to YouTube, like with, with every, you know, batch of content that comes onto the platform, you know, minor adjustments are needing to be made, you know, to this system. Um, but it says it's constantly evolving, learning every day from over 80 billion pieces of information that they call signals. That's why providing more okay. transparency isn't as simple as listing a formula for recommendations, but involves understanding all the data that feeds into our system. A number of signals built on each other to help inform our system about what you might find or about what you find satisfying. Clicks, watch time, survey responses, sharing likes and dislikes. Okay, 80 billion pieces of information mm -hmm. and they still can't figure out that I do not watch videos in a foreign language. Yeah, some of those, yeah, some of those that will pop up. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, almost daily, almost daily. Hey, do you speak Arabic? No, I don't speak Arabic. Hey, do you speak Thai? I don't watch videos in Thai. Like, come on guys. D, make keeping it, it positive, love keep, it D. Keep it, eight, how about we make it 81 billion and you guys straighten that stuff out. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Roger Wakefield in the house. What's up, dude? Hey, Roger. Fantastic. What's going on, man? So um, when it comes to clicks, they say clicking on a, on a video provides a strong indication that you'll also find it satisfying. After all, you wouldn't click on something that you don't watch. Ooh, 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 Makes ooh, sense, ooh, right? Oh, Renee coming in. Pro tip, if you're getting recommendations you don't like or don't want anymore, go into your watch history and delete similar videos. Interesting. So, so by delete some bear videos. So, <laughs> well, you'll, yeah, no, that's interesting, though. Like deleting uh, them. What he's saying is deleting that video from your watch history deletes that data. Yes. Even if you've already watched it. Mm -hmm. That's interesting. Um, but it says, but we learned back in um, 2011 that clicking on a video doesn't mean that you actually watched it. Um, let's say that you're searching for highlights from that year's Wimbledon match. You scroll through the page and click on one of the videos, which has a thumbnail and title suggesting that it shows footage of the match. Instead, it's a person in their bedroom talking about the match. You click on a video our system recommends in your up next panel, only to find another fan talking about the match. Again and again, you click through these videos until finally your recommended video with footage of the match that you want to watch. That's why they added watch time as the metric in 2012. So basically, 
um, with watch time being one of the primary or heaviest metrics, um, it helps ensure that, you know, people are getting what it is that they want out of video content, or in other words, they're satisfied. So one of the things that you're going to see YouTube talk about a lot um, is that, you know, viewer satisfaction thing. So, you know, that's, that's how they detect or one of the ways that they detect that. But it says when it comes to watch time, your watch time, which videos that you watch and for how long provides personalized for signals. And think about this, like, like right now I'm reading this to you as a creator, this is all framed for viewers, which is the people that are watching your videos, right? right. So you want to make sure you're keeping all this in context, but, um, it says your watch time, um, which videos that you watch and for how long provides personalized signals to our system about what you are or about what you most likely want to watch. So if our tennis fan watched 20 minutes of a Wimbledon highlight, uh, clips and only a few seconds to, of match analysis videos, we can safely assume that they found watching okay. those highlights more valuable. I've got a technical question here. Okay. And and maybe Renee. If it's a technical question, I'm the wrong person. Probably. No, 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 because Renee's in here. Maybe maybe oh. maybe Renee can actually run this down. So, YouTube has a lot of like long music videos or videos where you can listen to like pink noise while you sleep, mm -hmm. right? Or maybe it's like you know ten hours of meditation music for mm -hmm. you to sleep. Okay, so that's a lot of watch time. Yep. If you're listening to that while you sleep, and yep. I do that a lot, I fall asleep to that mm -hmm. stuff sometimes. And I wonder if I'm consuming. But, but YouTube doesn't do this, right? YouTube doesn't say, and this is where I think it's smart. YouTube doesn't say, oh, well, he watches or he listens to, you know, eight to 10 hours of, or let's just say eight hours of some pink noise or some meditation music or some sleep music every night. That doesn't mean that they push that to me during the daytime. So I'm curious how they, how they is it just because of the time? They realize, okay, he's yes. in this time zone right now. He's in this time zone. He's watching this, therefore he's asleep. And the device that you're watching and, it on. And the device that he's listening on. Yes. Therefore, we're not going to show him the same thing during the daytime. But here's, here's my question. Why doesn't it recommend that to me at nighttime? You mean why wouldn't it recommend the sleep noise to you at nighttime? Right. Right. Because I, I get it during the daytime. Because they, if they're looking at my location, they're looking at the time zone, there's okay. If he's on a phone, they're listening to eight-hour sleeping music, right? I would think, and it makes sense they don't show it to me in the daytime. Yeah, right. But they never recommend it to me at nighttime, Interesting. even though I'm consuming that almost nightly. So I, I, I was just going to ask Renee, is there some cutoff? I get to my question. Is there some cutoff for watch time to where YouTube says, okay, that's we've got it. That's a lot of watch time. Or that's too much. Or there's obviously this is just for sleeping and it's just it's, uh, not a regular thing. So I'm opposite of that. You're opposite yeah, of I that. am. Yeah, so like that Mono Man, for example, okay. right? I listen to it all the time, mm -hmm. um, and it's usually in the evening. Mm -hmm. So I, I'll usually see that on my homepage in the evening. Okay, it might even be there right now. Here, let me. I'm actually, I'm just curious, just how for long, the, just for the sake how, of doing that. How long is the video? Um, I think it's an hey, hour. Mark. Hey, Mark. I think it's an hour doing? long. Hold on, I'm okay, just gonna scroll see, that's here. An hour real quick. long. That's different yeah. though than like it an is, eight it hour. It is. It is. Or a six hour one. Yeah, it's either yeah, an I'm hour. I'm just thinking, is there a cutoff time for watch time to where they're where they don't really count it anymore? Yeah, it's right there. Bam, right here. Yep. Sure. Yeah, oh, here, let me let me share your screen. Hold on. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's this one right here. Right. But that, yeah, yeah, that's so I usually, I'll I usually that. listen to it while I'm working. Right. So uh, so yeah, so it, it does it an opposite of mine, but it's uh, this one. But it's only an hour. Yeah, it's an hour yeah. and uh, 13 minutes long. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just thinking, you know, why doesn't it recommend those? I'm hey, Mark, thinking, what's up, is, dude? Hope you're doing there, awesome. Is there a cutoff to where they're like, okay, enough watch time. We get it. Yeah, I'm not sure. You got to search for this thing. He said the system understands the time of day, the device and behaviors like falling asleep. It also understands when you stop interacting, um, but it should still recommend it if you watch it regularly. Hmm. Yeah, doesn't. It's weird. Yeah, I've always wondered that. I always had to. Search Are you for watching it. from this on the same account? Same account, same device. Hmm. Earphones in. Yeah, hmm. it, it, it's part of my routine, but I always have to search for it. Interesting. 
I, yeah, I, I, my brain, I'm thinking, well, maybe there's a cutoff or there's like, we don't even count that. I wonder what you're doing because like, you know, you're running into like a lot of like, you know, foreign yeah. language stuff. Yeah. You're, you know, I've like messaged you're not... Todd about this. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, okay. Yeah. And he says he's sometimes bugs get in the system. Or oh, okay. Okay. But okay. yeah, I just didn't know there was a cutoff with watch time. Got it. You know? So, okay, so I'll go back to uh, um, answering questions. But, yeah. yeah, so basically what you want to do is you can just go to that <laughs> how YouTube works yeah. thing. Shark Scrapper, D, it's recommending it to you, but you're already asleep. <laughs> nice. that, you know what? No, yeah, really. It might be. Yeah, that, that, yeah, that might could be. be it. Yeah. That could be it. They're like, okay, well, his ne- you know, the, the, the up next video or something I'm not catching. Right. That's, that's it. <laughs> totally valid. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, I can't remember what I was going to say there. Yeah, sorry. So yeah, so uh, so yeah, so there's uh, there's that. But yeah, so what you want to do, um, you know, if you want to further explore that information, is just go to um, YouTube.com/slash how slash how YouTube slash how YouTube works. Mm. And then from there, if you scroll down the page, they're going to have the product listing stuff. Um, that's where you would uh, that's where you would see that. So um, let's see here. So next up, we have the um, let's see here, fun food diary. Did we do this one already? Yeah, we Sounds did. That, that's what got us on that whole thing. Sleep thing. So Don't next you up, think that's weird. We've got uh, I do Jabari's fitness channel. Um, oh. Jabari's fitness channel. They do fitness channel for beginners and teens. The goal of the channel is um, this fitness channel is mainly targeted for beginners and teenagers. I began fitness at 11 years old. Um, I've gained, okay, that's not the goal. Um, so the question is, does the channel grow faster after getting a thousand subscribers? Should I continue to ask my subscribers to pick my video tile, title in my community post? So um, you want to use your, um, you know, your experience to pick your titles. You can, of course, ask people what they would click on. Um, but if that's going to be accurate or not, it's just kind of up in the air. It may or may not be what they would respond to in real time if it was actually presented to them versus comparing it against three other titles. Because what you're, what you're asking when you're asking people about titles in your description, I mean, you're involving them, so, you know, it makes it interactive. But what you're doing when you are asking people, what would you click on out of these three titles, which one would you pick? You're not not having that happen to them in or in an organic way instead you're you're the 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 way it's being framed you're not giving them the choice of out of all the videos that youtube might present to you would this be something you would click on which still wouldn't be accurate because it wouldn't be happening organically but the way that you're framing it you're simply asking them which one of those that they would click on when in reality they might not even know what it is that they would click on in terms of what they would respond to in real time if it if it gets presented to them organically um so because of that you know i i personally wouldn't do that but on the side of you know channels growing faster after you get a thousand subscribers um that's not true the the what actually happens is usually by the time you know you hit you know certain thresholds or certain milestones you know as a content creator um is that you get better better at what it is that you're doing you more have content in the library that's what i was getting ready yeah. to say yeah you have um, more videos in your archive that are actually m- helping to move everything forward for you so it's not that you know um, it's not that it gets easier it's just that you have you're more established and you have you know more know-how and more experience and more skills compared to you know day one when you were first starting so you have a channel member who's having difficulty accessing the Facebook group. Who should she reach out to? Um, if you want to shoot me a DM or um, if you go there right now, um, I, I, can, um, I can get you in there um, if I see you pop up uh, right now. You're going to multitask? Yep. There you go. Are the questions coming in now? Yeah, Solid? they are. Okay, yeah, we're good. Perfect. Yeah, so I'm just, I'm just getting to the right thing here. So you know I can what's funny about that Monoman video? Hmm. You, you bring that up to me. God, I love it. Dude, I love that song. At least one. I don't know if you realize that. At least once a week, somehow. So good. You try to squeeze in like Mono Man. Man. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's so good. Like the. um, I'm thinking you might be Mono Man. The I wish. Yeah. Yeah, Like the. uh, 
I don't know what it is. Like that song, it's on a loop. It's not even an hour long song. It's uh -huh. just it's just a short like three minute song that's on a loop. On a loop for like an hour. Yeah, but okay. it's so good that uh -huh. you can just listen to it and you just don't even realize. Like you, you don't acknowledge in your brain when you're listening to it as background music. Right. If I was focused on it, sure. But when you're listening to it as background music, it is. Um, yeah, it's just like a. Yeah, it's, it's just that loop, and, and it just goes by, and you don't even, like, realize it. Mm. Yeah, it's it's just such yeah. a Yeah, I don't know if you realize song. it. I'm, I'm going to be, like, I'm going to start bringing it up now. Okay, yeah. You're mono it. man. I'm gonna yeah, do it. Yeah. Do it. <laughs> yeah, um, uh, Renee says, you've also built up a viewer trust where a larger group of people might be more likely to click uh, regardless of the video. So um, let's see here. So next up, let's hear it. Oh, yeah, the 1,000 subscribers. Okay, yeah, we got that one taken care of. And then next up here, we've got... So if you are just joining us, I do want to let you know that all of the questions being answered right now, we're pulling them from the form that is down in the description right now. Um, so if you do have a question, make sure you put it down in the uh, description. But uh, Bravo with Sheila says that uh, they upload one time per week or more. Um, the type of channels, information and live streams, encouraging viewers um, with various topics. The goal of the channel is to empower people. And the question is, is there anything special from YouTube you gain from reaching 500 subscribers? Um, that's actually um, uh, the very first step in monetization. Um, you can get low tier monetization um, at 500 subscribers. Next up, we've got... Uh, and by low tier, I should be a little bit more specific. So like if you live stream, for example, um, then that gives you the ability to apply for the partner program. Um, as long as you meet the watch time requirements too, it gives you the opportunity to apply for the partner program. Um, and then it's the lowest tier, which means that it enables like your crowdfunding features, which are like channel memberships, super chats, super thanks, you know, all that stuff. Um, so it gives you like a path to monetization. Um, and you can start making money right away with like your next live stream or, you know, the videos on your channel people can start hitting that super thanks button right away. So um, Jonesing for Finances, they upload one time per week or more. Um, it's a finance channel. The goal of the channel is to teach my audience financial literacy. You're doing a good service. Um, the question is, should I limit my releases to a schedule or release once the video is done? Um, I, I recommend you release on a schedule. Um, so a couple, here, let me finish your question. It says, um, I currently release videos once a week, but some weeks I'm able to make more. I, I'm able to make more. Currently, I schedule my videos once a week. Should I release videos once I finish or stick to a schedule? I recommend that you stick to a schedule. Um, and the reason for that is because continue your creation process. But when you are sticking to that schedule, it's going to give you the opportunity to get ahead of that schedule. And then what's going to happen is you're going to start having videos queued up. And then when you have those videos queued up, that's going to give you the opportunity to get way ahead of it. So then if you end up wanting to take a vacation or something like that, you're still ensuring that videos are going to be going out like clockwork. So because of that, I would just commit to a schedule and I would just make sure that you publish, uh, you know, videos on that regular schedule. Um, that's awesome for your viewers because your viewers know that, you know, hey, it's Monday. I can count on, you know, a video coming out Monday for the people that are really into your content. Um, um, I would definitely, you know, make sure that you work it into a schedule. Um, let's see here. Next up on our list here, we've got uh, Dumpster Tube. Love the channel name. 
Dumpster Tube says they upload when they have time to do comedy content. The goal is to make people laugh. The question is, I make short videos about the back rooms. I almost got uh, 30,000 views on one of my first posts, but not many subscribers. Will uploading them as shorts give me more subscribers if the video is short to begin with? Um, so that's all going to depend on how people, you know, respond to the content. So, you know, when you, when you publish something, there isn't a guarantee of, you know, that video generating like subscribers or, you know, anything like that. Everything is just based on how people respond to it. So YouTube's going to give it impressions, um, which means that they're showing it to people. And when they are giving those impressions, if people, you know, respond, you know, at a competitive rate or higher, then, you know, YouTube's going to continue showing it to people. So because of that, um, you know, publishing those isn't a guarantee, but if people are, you know, enjoying that content and all that, then of course, you know, some of them will subscribe. Um, next up on our list, round number 22 now, cruising through these. Um, so we've got uh, Stronger Minds Nation. And hey, really quick, um, I also want to remind everybody here, um, just because we've, you know, we've, it, it's just a couple of months away. So we have um, Vid Summit uh, 2023 coming up. So what Vid Summit is, is it's a conference that's happening. It's for content creators, people like Mr. Beast and Mark Rober and, you know, a bunch of other, uh, you know, large Zach King and, you know, people like that um, are going to be there myself. You know, I'm going to be there sharing some information as well. Um, uh, Roberto Blake, you know, all the other YouTube help channels. Um, basically, the uh, whole conference is creators helping creators and basically helping, you know, content creators that are either doing well and trying to go farther. Um, it, you know, helps them get the information that they need or for people starting out. Um, it helps, you know, arm you with the information that you need as well. Plus, it's super inspiring for a lot of people too. I know it, you know, changes a lot of people's lives in terms of just going there and just getting fired up just because, like, when you're doing all this stuff by yourself, it um, it puts you in a spot to where you don't know, like, you know, what's possible. But when you start hanging out with a bunch of other people that are, you know, thriving on YouTube and they're doing it full time and, you know, they've turned, made businesses out of it and stuff like that, um, it really shows you what's possible. And just that by itself can, you know, cause a lot of, you know, just internal like motivation and stuff, right? Um, but anyway, um, that's happening in Dallas, Texas on October 3rd through the 5th. So if you have the ability to get there, um, I recommend that you check that out. Um, you can find out information about that at vidsummit.com. And of course, I've got links um, or a link of that down in the description as well. Stronger Minds Nation is our next channel here. Um, they do you, they uh, do mental health and motivational content. The question or the goal of the channel is to create a community for better mental health and eventually get monetized. And the question is, does a uh, view from a long form video look better in YouTube's eyes than a view from a short? Um, what YouTube is looking for ultimately is, is somebody having a good experience with this content. Um, when somebody's interacting with your content in the short shelf, um, of course, because all of the videos there are minute or less. So because of that, you know, you're competing against the other shorts. When you are publishing your long form content, then you're competing with other long form content on YouTube. Um, you're not competing with each other. Um, there are there are some crossovers, though. So like, for example, you know, when you publish one of your YouTube shorts, you're going to get browse traffic, um, you know, if you're getting impressions and, you know, browse features. Um, so, you know, you are going to get, you know, in some cases, even notification traffic that pops in, you know, um, from time to time. But when it comes to like the core of what's going on, you're at really you're just competing with the other things um, that are similar to what it is that you're making. So if you're making the long form content, that's what you're competing with. If you're making the short form content, that's what you're competing with. But in terms of, you know, which one's better, um, I wouldn't say that, you know, um, that, I mean, watch time, if somebody's watching a 30 minute video and they watch the entirety of that 30 minute video, then in that particular case, if they're not watching 31 minute shorts um, back to back, 
<clears throat> then in that particular case, if they would end up spending more time on your long form video, whatever it is that makes them stay on the platform longer, that's what YouTube prefers. So it doesn't matter if it's a bunch of shorts or if it's like one long video, um, they just want, you know, uh, they just want people to stay on the platform. Next up. We've got Shark Scrapper. What's up, dude? Hope you're doing awesome. Um, he does education content. The goal of the channel is to help viewers better understand scrapping and recycling. The question is, um, thanks to what you and others shared with me at VidSummit, I started live streaming in January. Um, I have a core audience that shows up every week and engages through comments, but it's not uncommon for me to lose a subscriber to is this common? Absolutely it is. So um, my live streams, they I, I typically will lose subscribers here as well. Um, so not all streams now, like it's actually less than it used to be, um, but I still, you know, will usually take a loss um, after the video has been on the platform for a little bit. Um, but every now and then I'll have one that pops up to where I'll, I'll have a positive, <laughs> you know, where I'll be like, oh my gosh, I actually, you know, came, came away positive on this one um, but in terms of people you know unsubscribing from channels in general um, that's just a part of YouTube I actually have a TikTok right now so everybody if you're not following me on TikTok make sure that you follow me over there um, but I posted a video there and I might have made it a short here um, on YouTube as well um, just showing my subscriber loss and showing how to get to the area that shows you how many subscribers you've lost over time and um, in that particular video I think at that time it was hundred and seventy six thousand or I'm sorry three hundred and seventy six thousand thousand subscribers that I've lost since I've started my channel in 2014. So, you know, losing subscribers is just a, it's just a part of the gig. So, um, you know, some people will unsubscribe because you start making content that's different. Some people will unsubscribe because you change, right? Because the creator changes in some way um, to where if somebody goes from being humble to being like, you know, an arrogant jerk. Then in some cases, you know, people unsubscribe because of that. Sometimes people's interests will change. So for example, if, you know, if somebody starts watching uh, scrapping content right now, like in your case, right? They start watching scrapping content right now. Maybe once they get tons of experience, then they don't need your content anymore, right? So I run into situations like that with my content too, to where, you know, somebody will come onto YouTube and, you know, they'll be like, hey, I want to do YouTube. They'll watch my content and then they'll end up getting distracted by other things in life or not willing to commit or they don't realize that there's work involved. And because of that, you know, they'll stop making videos um, or it just becomes not, you know, a thing they want to do. And, um, and because of that, my content from that point forward, when they decide to stop is of no use to them, right? Right? And then you have the other side, which is the people that do well um, for those people, you know, they move on to a point to where they'll come into live streams and stuff like that. When I make, you know, videos that are things like my AI video, for example, I'm sure some will go into that. But for the core stuff of the YouTube help pillar that I have, um, you know, that content um, isn't as impactful to people that already know how to do all the things that I'm talking about doing in all of those videos. But for new people coming in, those those videos are gold mines, right? So um, so because of that, you know, some of those people will unsubscribe um, as well. But they'll still get recommended. Some of them will still get recommended the videos anyway, because they'll pop up, you know, in comment sections and stuff from time to time. Hey, thanks, Jerry. Jerry uh, endorsing my uh, TikTok. <laughs> So some of it, I'll upload, you know, the YouTube shorts over there too, but because YouTube has the uh, limit of 60 seconds, um, you know, I'll put some stuff on uh, TikTok that's a little bit longer. So yeah, make sure you follow me over there. Uh, let's see here, next up, we've got, follow D too, while you're uh, over on TikTok, by the way. Double EXP, or double XP, sorry about that. They upload one time per week or more. The type of channel is Call of Duty uh, gaming content. And the goal of the channel is to entertain via live streams and educate or debate with long form uploads, um, reach the 500 subscriber milestone and 3000 hours. So the question is, 
what are the specific strategies for live streamers, gaming channels, to increase viewership and subs? Long form and live streaming is two different modalities. So strategies have to be different, right? So everything comes down to value, but within that value, it's what you offer. So, you know, like in your case, since you're a gamer, like if you're showing people how to, you know, cause you're educating them on stuff, you're debating with, uh, you know, them about certain things. So some people are gonna come into the content for that, but since everybody, you know, or a lot of the people that are interacting with you are playing Call of Duty, then having a live stream where you like play with your fans or, you know, something like that, or where they can watch you play, that's just a different offering that you have, you know, with what it is that you're doing. So because of that, that, there's going to be a lot of crossover there um, but you can actually see this in your stats you can see now they have the option that shows you like okay for the people that are watching my content you know how many people are watching my live streams compared to my shorts compared to my videos like how much crossover do you have um, they actually show us that now so um, so you can see there on like okay the people that are interacting with my content do they typically watch live streams if so um, then in that case you know then live streaming uh, is good in that particular case but in terms of um, you know, the uh, approach for live streaming compared to regular video on demand content. One of the things that you have to know going in, I mean, you don't have to, but it's helpful to know when you're going into it is are you live streaming for the live experience? and it's only good for the people that are there in that moment, or is there value to be had after the live stream is complete once the video is living on YouTube as a video on demand? Um, if the goal is to also use that live stream after the fact, once the live stream is complete, um, as a you know piece of content that will live on your channel indefinitely, that will help you you know grow your channel and serve your audience, then in that particular case, um, it's advantageous to think about the structure and how you're actually setting up the stream before you get into the content itself. So for example, you know, if you're like, hey, um, the stream starts and I'm just sitting there in silence for, you know, five minutes while I'm waiting for like loading screens and things like that, I'm barely communicating with the people that are there, um, then in that particular case, probably not that great on the replay, right? Because then somebody's going to come into it and it's just going to be quiet or they're just going to see like loading screens and stuff, but there's not going to be much going on. They're not going to really know what they're there for. But if when the stream starts, when you first start the stream and you first go live, if you're like, all right, today we're playing COD, I'm going to be trying to accomplish this very specific thing blah blah um, or I'm gonna be showing you guys how to do this specific thing or you know I'm playing with uh, you know three of the people that watch my videos and we're gonna see who ends up you know getting the most you know whatever then in that particular case there's there's a reason for people to stick around they're informed in terms of what it is that you're gonna be offering in that content and so on so it just gives them a little bit of a lead on like you know hey is this something that I should even be paying attention to or not so doing those types of things are you know are, are helpful when it comes to live streaming compared to just you know regular VOD content content any additional tips for somebody that's uh so the question is mm -hmm. specific strategies for live streamers um to increase viewership and subs um and long form and live streaming is two different modalities so strategies have to be different right so um What's basically um how would you approach live streams differently from just regular long form content what, what type of content do they make? gaming um they do call of duty content um they do um their live streams at uh, basically live streams and the video content educate them on like different call of duty stuff um they debate um with them as well and then um with the live streams i'm not sure exactly what it is they're offering within the streams itself yeah i mean yeah i'm not a gamer so i'm you know i'm not your your target audience but in, but if i if i was going to do a gaming channel um i would do i would do live debates i would do tons of hangouts and, and playing with people during the live streams and make it more of a community event and then my videos would be like the best of the parts of the game. Mm. I, I would edit no, those videos to be like just complete highlights 
So it wouldn't be boring videos at all. It would just be highlight after highlight after highlight, action-packed, fun, fun times, uh, so people can watch those clips and you get something completely different uh, with the live streams. And yeah. then your audience is going to figure out which one they like. Yeah. You're going to find. I mean, you you know, some of your audience is going to love live streams. Some of them are going to love your videos. Right. It's just the way it goes. And really quick, um, somebody mentioned that, you know, and I'm not sure if it was about this specific question or another conversation that was happening in the chat, but it said, you know, the question's annoying. Um, the answer to that is what you have to figure out. Um, the, the thing is, is, you know, you have to remember, like, everybody's at different places with this stuff. Like, everybody has different understandings of stuff. And, um, you know, because of that, you know, um, you know people are going to be asking all kinds of different questions. And it's also, you know, like, um, for all of this, you know, like, um, when, you know, somebody's asking a question like that or, you know, any of the common questions that we get here um, you know the very first thing that you know I have to remember is that everybody's having a day one everybody is you know at different points of this and they are trying to figure out you know how to get over that next hurdle um, so you know they're asking these questions because they're trying to figure that out you're saying that you know that that's part of what they have to figure out which it is but they're asking the question for the sake of you know trying to figure it out so um, uh, so I just wanted to you know share that as well but next question that we have here on the list is uh, from playing the moon, uh, the mom game. Sorry, the moon game. The like, moon hey, wait, game. that's a totally different game, I think. Yeah. 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 Well, I don't know what Mom's game that is. Mom's on the moon. I'm here for it. Our mom may as well be on the moon. She's so far away. I know, right? She's literally right. on the other side of the yeah. world. Yeah. May yeah. as well be literally, on the moon. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Decl that's crazy to think about, actually. It is. Yeah. yeah. It is. Decluttering tips, um, getting organized and lifestyle content, um, and uh, this channel here is playing the mom game. And the goal is I've um, got to be creative outside of my full-time job, and current goal is to get monetized. And the question is, thanks for these streams. Um, I've learned so much. My question is, when I go to write down video ideas and keep them within the same niche, they all kind of sound like the same video with different twists. When I look at other channels that are educational, it seems to be the same way, but I've never really noticed it before as a viewer. Is this common? Is this a common feeling and how do creators deal with it? Um, is that something that causes burnout? So it can. Yeah, yeah it can. Question. It I, is a good question. Um, yeah, and it puts, question. it puts us in the frying pan, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, no, go yeah. ahead. Yeah, so, you go first. So, yeah, all right. go ahead. yeah, so basically when it comes to this, like one thing that you have to remember with every video that you publish is yes, you are you know serving you know the people that are already engaged in your channel, but you are also publishing content that a lot of new people are going to see. So because of that, when we build our archive of content, um, you know, you definitely want to space things out where you're not making the same, you know, video all the time. But when it comes to our archive, when somebody first comes into the content, then in that particular case, that might be their first experience of you making that type of video. In your mind, it's like, you know, I've made a video similar to this, you know, that, that shares a general idea 50 times, but to them, that's their first time, you know, experiencing that content. And because you made that video, you were able to get in front of that particular viewer and you were able to, you know, share whatever information it is that you're sharing to, you know, educate them on whatever it is that you're talking about. So because of that, um, you know, making videos that are similar in nature is definitely, you know, something that is common and especially in the educational space, because if you're talking about computer coding, right, or, or like, you know, software development, then there's like a core set of things that, you know, that, that you talk about. And then once you start getting outside of that, then everything starts getting more advanced, right? And you can still talk about that stuff too, but then you have that core stuff that like everybody's trying to figure out and it makes logical sense to where if you're trying to grow a YouTube channel around education on that topic, that you start or that you 
you regularly revisit the things that people are, you know, interested in in mass about that particular, you know, subject matter. And then you kind of go out from there. So um, in terms of, you know, things getting repetitive and things like that, absolutely it happens. But because you have a certain amount of space that you can work within, the creativity on your side is going to come down to re-explaining the same ideas in different ways, um, coming up with different ways to, uh, you know, like package the content, finding out different ways to mix the content together. So if you have like, you know, five different concepts that you share, having like a video to where like, okay, this is one concept, this next video is this other concept, this next video is the third concept and so on. And then it's like, okay, well, I'm gonna make this sixth video that's going to be a mix of concept one and two to where we're gonna talk about some of the same ideas, but we're gonna kind of wrap it around, um, you know, different language or different framing so that as people that are coming into that video, if they've already experienced some of the other content, maybe they're gonna hear it in a different way. So it's gonna end up making more sense to them, right? So you're gonna run into that. But then you're also gonna run into people in your comment section that are gonna be like, hey, how many times are you gonna make this video? Because they watch all your stuff. So you're gonna run into that too, which is why it's a challenge to you know, continue to try to be creative and try to come up with different ways to say, say or do the same thing. Thoughts, Steve? Yeah, so this is one of the things, uh, first of all, I, I agree with everything he said and I understand all the things he said. However, that's, one tiny part of what kind of led me into burnout. I, I hit a point where I felt like I'm just making the same videos over and over. And it, it, I don't know, when I feel like I'm making the same video, it, it's not inspiring to make the video. In your case, since you're talking about like a bunch of different apps and stuff like that, is it because stuff. you're it's talking a, about apps? No, it's just all the same stuff. Like how many, how many different times can you explain like how to make a YouTube thumbnail, hmm. right? How many different ways can you tell somebody, you know, explain how to do, XYZ. I, I, in my brain, right, and this is something I have to struggle with, but in my brain, like once I've made a couple of videos, or I put something together in a playlist where I've explained this thing, unless there's been an update to that thing, I feel like I'm finished with it. So in my brain, I feel like when I have to come back and do that, I, I lose the joy of doing it. Mm. And when I lose the joy of doing it, then it's like time to make the donuts. And it's like, well, that just defeats the whole purpose of me you mm. know, kind of doing Right. I like being excited about doing something. Mm -hmm. Right. When I feel like I'm just rehashing something, I, I, I don't know, I just lose interest in it. So I, I, I think, at least for me and maybe people who are like me, I think when you get in, in a repetitive mode of repeating things, I, I think you need to be really careful with how you do it and try to get creative and, and hopefully you won't burn out. But, but that, that's one of the things that kind of really burns me out is like just rehashing the same stuff. And then you get comments, you know, under another video, hey, can you show me how to make a, a, a YouTube thumbnail? Like, yeah, I got five videos on that. Right. Now, again, that's not how they found me. Right. They, they found me through a different video, and I might have a whole playlist on how to do this, right? Mm -hmm. But they didn't find it. Right. And that stuff was frustrating as well. Yeah. <laughs> right? yeah, it's so, like, well, you could have looked and just searched the channel page real quick. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Totally. Like, you, like by the, in the time you wrote this, you could have just went to my channel page and, and, right. and, and seen an entire playlist, <laughs> chose your app, and then made the thumbnail. Uh, but it, that, that's something that I wrestle with. Mm. You know, that's that's my thing. Uh, George uh, Fontan, thank you for the super chat. Says, um, just posted my first three shorts. <clears throat> Excuse me. Any tips for just starting out with shorts? Um, any thoughts on cutting longer videos down to shorts? So when it comes to shorts, um, it seems like um, if you are making content specifically designed for shorts or if you are just repurposing content for shorts, it seems to be kind of similar um, in terms of the, uh, the response. So because of that, um, you know, if you are going to be repurposing content directly from the videos that you already have on your channel, 
Um, one thing that you can use is the um, feature that YouTube um, has where you can just sample it out directly from the video and then use it as a short instead of downloading it, cutting it up as a short and then putting it in there. And then using that, you're at least creating a pathway back to the long form video. Um, another thing that people commonly do with uh, YouTube shorts is they'll create, like I'll, I'll do it this way. Like if I were to make a short and I might do this actually, if I were to make a short about that AI video that I just published on, you know, the AI backgrounds, then in that particular case, I would make the short, just the preview of all the different things changing and all of that. And maybe even a voiceover to where, well, actually I'm talking in that part. So then in that particular case, it would just be that with all the stuff changing around and, and all of that. Um, and then, you know, at the end of it, I might say like, Hey, I just put out a video showing you how to do this. Make sure you check it out. You know, I'll just click my channel name to check it out or something like that. So, um, you know, some people will do those sort of things as well to, you know, kind of tease the content and try to encourage people to go over there but keep in mind when it comes to YouTube shorts like people are on YouTube shorts because they want to be on YouTube shorts if they wanted to watch long-form videos they would have been in the regular feed but sometimes you know you can pull people over there um, but you know just make sure that you do pay attention um, just topically and things like that when you're publishing you know your shorts make sure that you are paying attention to exactly how people are you know responding to them in terms of retention so you can just keep an eye out for just areas that you can improve along the way um, sometimes you might find that you know you say things like at the end of your short um, that kind of break the experience for the viewer so for example you know I just by habit will ask people to subscribe in some of them and every single time you know I'm like hey if you enjoyed this blah blah um, you know as soon as that happens just like with long form content you know people will just start you know leaving the thing they'll start swiping away um so you know you want to make sure that you are keeping an eye out for things like that trying to get people to loop if you can do it in a in a in a, in a clever way which i think is weird like i understand the whole watch time thing but just as a quick you know thing that i'm that i don't like about the way content is moving when it comes to vertical content i don't like that platforms reward content creators from misleading their viewers um so basically like if you mislead your viewer into a loop and that causes the video to get more watch time then you get rewarded for it on the platform um, and it kind of goes against uh you know what you would look at as actual satisfaction um that's just a little beef that i have but um besides that though in terms of what you should be doing um you know just focus on you know paying attention to how people are responding to each section um, of your short or each you know short that you publish um and the retention reports that you get so you can just look for places that you can improve there and of course just like everything else um if you can optimize it in terms of topically and title around uh you know things that are popular if your content type supports that um then that also kind of gives you a little bit of an edge because then um, you have the opportunity to get shown in front of people that are also consuming the content around that thing that's trending. Um, so, you know, that can also be uh, helpful when it comes to YouTube shorts as well. Got another super chat? Super chat. Uh, let's see here. Dark Weber says, I uh, thank you for the super chat. It says, I narrate two true scary stories. What kind of adjacent content can I publish Ooh. to attract and grow a larger audience? Um, so if you do scary stories, um, then in that particular case, what else is your audience interested? Yeah. in? Yeah. Like I would do a community post on that one yeah. um, and poll your audience, poll the people that are actually interacting with the content and hey. um, give them options. Like try to come up with like three different options and ask them, you know, which one of those three options that they would prefer. So, you know, like if one of your things is like true scary stories, maybe like true crime stories might be another one. Um, maybe another one would be like, uh, I don't know, any, any ideas, D? Yeah, I mean, those I'm, other two? I'm not your target audience. I, I agree with you. Pull your audience on that one in terms of adjacent content. I mean, your audience is there for scary stories. So I would talk to your audience about this one. Community post, live stream. You yeah. know, talk to your audience and see what they're interested in because I, I honestly don't know what goes hand in hand with that. Yeah. 
maybe nothing. You know, you might find the people who are there for the scary stories. Yeah, and then you just need to double down on the scary stories. Right, And exactly. learn how to make those better and right, tell a better yeah. story and, like, all that right, stuff. Yeah, yeah. In in increase your upload frequency, um, find scarier stories, maybe make your audio better if, if your audio is not that good. Yeah. Um, the visuals that go along with it, possibly. And another thing, too, just for inspiration, um, because you say, you know, um, adjacent content um, that you can publish to attract and grow a larger audience. So... So the the next thing that I would do before you pull your audience is go and look for like the biggest scary story channel that you can find and just get an idea of like what's the you know like like what's the capacity at right compared to what it is where it is that you're at now because if you find that you know there's other channels out there that are doing the same thing that you're doing in terms of just the scary stories and they are getting a lot of activity on their videos they're growing in terms of subscriber counts things like that um, then in that particular case it shows you what's there and what the potential is and then that means that you have to kind of turn back on yourself and say okay well if they can get results like this and they're talking about the same thing then that means that um, that I can still grow within this particular space. I just need to, you know, start working on the content, trying to make the the viewer experience with the content better. Um, so that would be, I would do that first, and then start asking your community feed if you just, if you do find like, hey, there's actually not a lot of big channels on this. Um, then in that case, or any big channels on this, then um, that's when I would start pulling your audience for for the next things. All right, Chad Garber, what's up, dude? Hope you are doing fantastic. He's right, asking. Master. He's, he he thinks you have more gray hair than I do. Yeah, I think so. I don't think you do. I don't know, man. Like, uh, I, I was thinking today. I was looking at the mirror today. I, I I here's what I think. You're getting hit harder on this light. Mm -hmm. You can see you're brighter. Yeah. But I think if we look in the mirror side by each, I think I don't over, know, man. Overall, I think I've got more gray. Yeah, it, it, it's probably really close, but I I think I might have more. You I was looking so? in the mirror today, and I was like, man, it's gotten like grayer over the past like few months. Good. Like, uh, yeah, I know, I Good. know you'd be happy about that, but yeah. like, yeah, I'm like, man, it's like it's like going quick. But it's okay. I'm okay to be full white. You know, it's all right. A I wizard. just have like, yeah, like man, a wizard. wizard. Maybe Gandalf. I can grow it out. Yeah, maybe Gandalf. I can grow it out. Gandalf yeah. the gray yep. on YouTube. Yeah. No shame. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody ages. Yeah. Yep. So this is really weird. From this view, it actually looks like I don't have gray hair here mm. this much. But I do. No, I'm gonna start I, I'm gonna start sitting over there. No, I do. <laughs> it's really like I'm looking at here. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, hold on, let's go here. Here you can maybe see it here. I've got these patches of gray. I've got them. They're just you know what it is? It's just that the my my other hairs are so dark and so dominant and masculine mm -hmm. that they just overpower the gray could be could so you be you can't you can't really see the yeah kind of they're like shields of the they're gray shield, color yeah. yeah they're like oh we're on video shields up. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. shields <laughs> <laughs> shield wall <laughs> yeah oh i love it <laughs> so uh let's that's see it. here next up that's it let's see we got playing the mom game okay we got that one covered so next up we got uh number 26 here um, so this one is her heel review. They do movie <laughs> and TV ride, reviews. What's up? Hey, what's up, man? Hope you're doing awesome. You guys look no older than 25. Yeah, I feel like that sometimes. Yeah. And then other times I feel like I'm like 106. <laughs> With no frame of reference, like I don't know what it feels like to be 106, oh, but I just imagine, you know, sometimes 106. Like. Yeah, that's the feeling. It's like you know, you, you wake up at like 4 a.m. to use the bathroom, and you're gonna get out of bed, and you're just like, oh god, <laughs> that was like last night. Yeah, that was, yeah, oh that was god, and you gotta yeah. go to the bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> So uh, the goal of the channel is building oh, a uh, movie-loving community and friends. And the question is, um, do the 
Um, SAG and WGA strikes. Um, I will be shifting much of my content um, through our, though technically as a critic, I can still do reviews. What should I do to prepare my audience for the temporary change? What can I do to prevent my channel from stalling even more? Road to 1K. So if you, I mean, just as a heads up, I mean, you're doing movie reviews. There's a lot of movies out there. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, you don't necessarily have to shift, but if you're doing it on principle, then in that case, just keep in mind, like, you know, you can just experiment with whatever it is that you want. Like, um, you know, if, if you're going to be moving away from doing movie reviews and you're not going to be doing anything related to movies, then in that case, um, I'm not sure. You know, I'm, I'm not sure, like, whatever it is that you're interested in would be the thing that you would experiment with. Maybe move to TV shows, but I think that would fall under the same, you know, same thing with those strikes that are happening in the actor's world. Yeah. It, you know, so I, okay, like, say there's something on Netflix, like a series. Mm -hmm. And then we go over and we look at the reviews, and the reviews are like, reviews are like, eh. And then my girlfriend and I would get into this thing. She's like, yeah, the reviews are low. And I'm like, yeah, but, like, some reviews are low, but they're great, right? Mm -hmm. Personal preference. Um, so I go over to YouTube and I'll put in, I'll look for reviews. I tend to watch reviews of like shows and, and movies and stuff if they're really short. Mm. I don't want to sit through a long review. And, and this is just. You're like, if I'm going to sit through a 30 minute review, I'll just go watch the movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll just like, you know. That makes sense. Yeah, right, 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 right. <laughs> yeah. like, I don't want a full breakdown. Yeah, yeah. Just give me the cliff notes of your review. Mm. So, yeah, I don't know. It was just a random thought that popped up. I just, that's the type of content I like in terms of reviews. Mm. Just give me the cliff notes of the review. I don't want to sit through some long, drawn out conversation and like, you know, character development stuff. I, no, just tell me, just give me the cliff notes. Is it good or not? One thing that I <laughs> Should do I like watch watching, it? Are the reviews accurate or not? One thing I do like watching long versions of is uh, where they show the things that you might have missed. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Love yeah, yeah. those. Yeah, because yeah. it's like, okay, I already watched the movie. Okay. And uh, yeah, you could do that too. That might be something to, to think about. But yeah, like the things that you might have missed, those are great. Because then you're like, oh man, I didn't even notice that. Okay. And it makes you like want to go watch it again. So here's the funny thing about that. And, and if you if this happens to you, let me know. So if it's something educational, mm -hmm. right? If it's just like, here's the top three, whatever. I'm like, yeah, I'll watch that. It's three. Here's the top five, whatever. And oh, okay, I'll sit through five. Here's the top 10. No, I'm not sitting through 10, right? But a movie. Here's 25 things you missed about Avatar. Right. Uh, count me I'm in. in. I'm in. Yep, in. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Enjoy the watch time. Yeah. <laughs> in, watching right. all the way to right. 25. Right. Here's 75 yep. things you missed from The Mandalorian. Yep. yep here I go. Watching all 75 will probably <laughs> argue with you in the comments. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I will sit there. And it goes back to the thing where people say, oh, there's no attention span anymore. Yeah, right. I right. just sat through Mission Impossible for three hours. Right. And right. I didn't get up and go to the bathroom. Same here. I, Oppenheimer, too. It's like uh, three right. hours. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Okay, our killer obsession um, is. Uh, hey, you got a super chat. They upload one time per week for more. Okay, we'll answer that one here in a second. Okay. So, Suave Thunder, uh, thank you for the super, super chat. Says, so my short flew by two to 3,000 and then stopped. Should I change my titles and description after a day or just leave them alone? Are you guys twins? Uh, we are not twins. No. Um, I'm adopted. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> But uh, that's the story that I've been told. Adopted my whole life. from the same parents. Yeah. What are the yep. odds? Yeah, I know. What are the odds of that? Put, I know, put right? them up for an adoption, yep. and they caught, they found you. And they found me again. <laughs> so, uh, um, but in terms of like your shorts kind of bottoming out, um, and then they stop first. Um, you know, keep in mind that you know over time they can still you know kind of resurge and stuff like that. Um, but usually, what happens is when you publish any content on YouTube, it doesn't matter if it's a short, long form video, or whatever. Um, it's going out to like the people that are the most likely to engage with that at that moment in time, and then. As it starts uh, getting recommended to people that are that are less and less of an ideal fit for that, um, then what happens is once those people uh, stop stop responding to it as at 
a high of a rate as the people that are the perfect fit for it or the ideal fit for it, um, then what can happen is it can cause everything to kind of slow down um, or in some cases stop when it comes to YouTube shorts to where you'll just get, you know, sprinkles of views, you know, every now and then. Um, so, you know, that's something that can happen. When it comes to the titles and description, um, you know, you can change those if you want to. Um, in some cases, you know, if it causes people to start clicking into it when it's being recommended um, on like a mobile feed or something like that before they're in the shorts feed, then that can, you know, kind of bring things back to life a little bit. But, um, but again, it could just be a temporary thing to where it does that same exact thing where it goes out to the people that are most likely to, you know, enjoy it. And then it starts showing it to people that are likely, but, you know, not as likely. And then, you know, that kind of trickles down. And then as they, you know, stop responding to it at a competitive level, then other content just gets prioritized over top of it. Um, let's see here. You're getting ready to answer Next a up. question. Yep, Killer Obsession. Yep. Killer Obsession's like, come on. No, come on, guys. One. Yeah, come on. Hey, David, hope you're doing awesome, man. Nice to uh, see you. Um, so we've got uh, True Crime Podcast. The goal of the channel is they enjoy making um, and editing videos and hope to be full-time on YouTube someday. The question is, you mentioned making sure that our content is to the level of others in our niche for a collaboration. Do you ever do channel reviews or how can I get someone to review my channel and tell me what I can do to get better? I always think our videos are awesome, but what if they ain't? Thanks for being awesome. So um, I do do channel reviews. Um, I'm gonna be doing one. I was going to do it this week, but I ended up uh, not doing it because I ended up spending all my time on the anime or the AI video. Um, but uh, I'm gonna be doing a uh, channel review stream on the tube spanner YouTube channel this coming week. So make sure that you are subscribed over there. Um, if you're not already, um, and basically how the channel reviews work when we do them over there is, uh, we basically, uh, we'll put just a word or a hashtag into the, uh, chat and then everybody gives that, you know, hashtag. And then I use StreamYard's giveaway tool to randomly select a person out of the chat. And then it just selects a person. And then we pull their channel up based on that. Um, there are services that you can use. Like for example, um, Nate over at Channel Makers, uh, or I'm sorry, no, not anymore. Nate over at Nate Black. That, that Nate Black um, is his Nate YouTube Black. channel now. Um, he does offer, um, you know, direct consulting and he also offers uh, channel reviews as well. Um, Daniel Batal. Mattel does yep. them. Um, offers those. Roberto Blake offers those. Yep. Um, if you are like an established, you know, channel um, already and you're like at a, you know, you're like, you know, stuck and you want to take it to the, you know, next level there, um, then like Daryl Leaves is, you know, yeah. um, is the person for, you know, that particular one. Um, but yeah, like, you know, there's different people that offer those, uh, that offer those services. Christina, what's going on? Hope you're awesome. Christina Smallhorn. The Bright Master. Thank you for the kind words. Appreciate it. And Chantel is dropping some links in the chat. Uh, oh, okay, people perfect. Doing, uh, yep. reviews. Yeah, yeah so I mean, for, there, for people a lot that of... are wanting those one-on-one -on -one channel reviews. Yeah. So, you know, th there is where, you know, like, you know, there's live streams. Like, you know, my brother and D, they also do one um, on the StreamYard channel where they pull second, up channels and look at them. Second Saturday of every month. Yeah, second Saturday of every yeah. month. So, um, uh, you know, there are places where you can, you know, get that stuff. But if you want somebody to actually, like, go in and isolate your channel, not be in a hurry because there's a live audience, um, that's where you're going to get the most value. Um, then, then, you know, going with one of the people that I mentioned um, is definitely, you know, the, the way to go. I think also, I think Ed over at um, Film Booth, I think he offers that yeah. stuff as well. A lot, a lot of the YouTube channel uh, help channels offer, you know, that kind of, uh, that kind of service. Otis Mina's Clearing Clutter says, so cool how y'all promoting Nate. It's awesome how he already has so many subs. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Nate's great. Yeah, he is. Yeah. Uh, it, it, his, but the his, thing to think about his there. His channel's exploding already. Yeah, it is. I, like, I, I, I was like, I was subscriber like 460 or something mm -hmm. like that. And, and I, I saw that and I was like, man, it's going to be a matter of weeks. Yeah. A matter of weeks. 
before he's just crushing it over here. And then I came back, and it, like like the last video was just like crushing it. Yeah, he's like, got like ninety eight thousand views on his like third video. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. what I mean. Like yeah. he had been up for like three hours and mm -hmm. had like seven thousand yeah. views. I was like, yeah. go Nate, man. Yeah. So go so, Nate. so an awesome thing about his situation is yeah. it's not necessarily that like he's being promoted per se, um, but it's also that you know that he's established just a really good reputation here on YouTube. Yeah. He adds tons of value through his content. You know, he's a very personable person and a lot of people like howdy, him. Howdy howdy. Yep. And because of that, you know, like when he when he when he you know moved his platform um you know people you know people were happy to uh you know to, to hunt him down it, okay it, it, and that is another reason we we're talking earlier about how people connect to the human in front of the camera mm -hmm. right in terms of speaking to your audience versus like a faceless channel or maybe you're not speaking when you have those conversations with people it's easier to make that human connection he yeah. went off and started his own channel right uh and because so many people love him and his personality and mm -hmm. the way he educates that people yep. People went right over with him. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there, there's power in that. Uh, there so, is. If, so if you're thinking, should I get in front of the camera? Yeah, yeah. get in front of the camera. Learn how to do it. Learn right. how to uh, communicate effectively. And really quick, the wholesome home says so many choices who to pick. So, so what I recommend there is, um, you know, everybody resonates with people differently. So the way that I teach is different than the way Nate teaches. The different than Roberto teaches. Different than you know, like everybody has their own like teaching style. The the different ways that we explain things yeah. and all of that. So what I recommend when you're looking for somebody to you know look at what it is that you're doing because they're going to be giving you feedback, right? Yeah. So they're going to be giving like they're going to be teaching you through what it is that they uncover on your channel. So because of that, um, I recommend that you that you do it with the people that you resonate with the most, not just the people that you like, but the people that you're like, okay, when they say things, it makes sense to me, yeah. right? Like those are the people um, that you want to do that with because they're going to uh, you know, be able to explain it to you in a way that you're gonna understand. Um, and you're gonna be like, oh, okay, yeah, totally get it. That makes total sense versus somebody explaining things to you in a style or a teaching style that you don't necessarily resonate 100% with to where then it's like, well, yeah, that makes kind of sense, but could you, you know, explain it to me in another way to where you have to kind of go back and forth a little bit. Um, so I would, you know, just, I would go with the people that, uh, that, that resonate with you there. You're saying watch the videos first to see who you can. Yeah. Or if they're with. already either watch the videos first, or if they're already familiar with who they are, like then in that particular case, you know, there's going to be some people that you listen to, like there's some music channels, for example, cause I'm learning how to do all that stuff. So, you know, there's some music channels that I'll, you know, that I'll watch that, you know, some of them, I'll be like, oh my gosh, everything this person's yeah. saying to me, yeah, 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 it makes yeah. tons of sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then there's other people that I'll watch and maybe because either they're so experienced or because they take a lot of the understanding yeah. of the viewer for granted, yeah. they'll say things and I'll be like, man, I don't even, I don't even know, like you just what you, threw yeah. me off here. I have no I, idea what it is that you're talking I've about. Had that every word that you say after that thing, I don't get it. I've yeah. had the same thing too. I'll watch, it could be learning anything mm -hmm. and I'll be into it. I'm like, what are you even talking about? <laughs> right. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> You know, or we're three minutes in and they're still like talking about, you know, all these other things like, hey, yeah, I just want to let you know that I've got this course down below and you can do this and right. whatever. I got these t-shirts for sale and, you know, right. my name is this and whatever. And just like, dude, get to it. Right. Get to it. Right. Trying to learn something, dude. Yeah. 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 But everybody has a different style. Yeah. Everybody yeah. has a different style, a different speed. Mm -hmm. They have different ways of approaching the same subject. Different analogies. Different yeah. analogies. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What? Just find the person who makes the most sense to you mm -hmm. and then go learn from that person yep and also i i i'm not sure i i, I know they used to but you might want to check out think media too because i think they um at one point they were offering those services i don't know if they still are for reviews um because i know most of the stuff I they do now is more course based but i would check them too um just to you know just to be on the safe side yeah
Christina says, I loathe waiting for information. Mm. You know, and that's one, and this is the side thing on there. So many times people say, Hey, can you look at my can you look at my video? Can you look at my channel? Whatever. And one of the first things I do now, like, I'll just do a quick video look. I'll, I'll watch with one of the videos. And 99% of the time, it takes forever to get into the content. Why is my channel not growing? Right. People are clicking out, man. Right. Look at your audience retention. Look where people are leaving. You're probably wasting time at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Zoopy is our next uh, channel. Love your channel name. Um, they do Roblox-related gaming content. Goal of the channel is view subs, monetization, and also fun. And the question is, I'm not the best at video editing, and I'm mostly looking for advice to edit better with DaVinci Resolve 18. Go check out Daniel Batal's YouTube channel. He has an entire, not an entire YouTube okay. channel, but he has a YouTube um, channel that has recently been publishing a lot of DaVinci Resolve content. Um, start with his shorts because he's got a bunch of quick tips. He did like a 30 day sprint of like 30 uh, DaVinci Resolve tips. Um, so check out his shorts first and go through those and then watch some of his longer form content on DaVinci Resolve. Yeah, I wanna say this. So I recently stopped using Vegas Pro. I've been a Vegas Pro user for how many years? Do you know? Since Vegas, number one. They're yeah, on no man, whatever like, number they're on now. Yeah. What are they, Vegas 18 or yeah, something? Yeah, it's, it's up there. It's like Vegas number one. I, I, yeah, I've, I've, I've been a, a, a user of Vegas for a very long time. So I've tried lots of different uh, editing software to do the things that I need to do specifically for YouTube, specifically for YouTube. And, and I'll say this, if you are struggling, and I know you had, you didn't like it, but if you're struggling with like DaVinci Resolve, because DaVinci Resolve, I think is complicated. If you're struggling with some of those more advanced uh, programs, try CapCut, mm. try CapCut on your desktop or try it on your, on your phone. Um, but you're asking about DaVinci, I'm guessing you're on, on a computer. Try CapCut on your desktop that's what I'm actually using right now for my, my upcoming YouTube videos. I don't know. It just works for me. It's so it's simple. It does everything that I needed to do. Um, they, they do have an upgraded version, but the free version is, is, is fine. And I, it, I played with it for, I don't know, for like an hour. And I'm like, yeah, this is going to do, you know, if you're doing advanced stuff, it's probably not going to work for you. But if you're just on like basic YouTube videos, man, I, I think it's great. Yeah, I, I thought it was cool too. It, it's yeah. just outside of like how I do things. Yeah, yeah it's, it's um, different. Yeah. I still have it, so I'm you know I'm going to spend more time on it. But uh, you know, it's it's definitely a great piece of software. Yeah. Especially the fact that it's for free. Yeah. You know, for like if you don't do some of the like pro like animations yeah, yeah, and like yeah, stuff yeah. like that, yeah, like the basics, I mean, it's, it's, yeah, it's solid. Yeah, the basics are solid. My whole point was that if uh, I know a lot of people jump from Filmora over to DaVinci, but I see a lot of people saying, yeah, DaVinci is really hard. Mm. Um, if if that's you, have a look at CapCut. Not not sponsored. Um, let's see here. And their, um, their, their app on their phone is, is really good too. Um, so previously, so I, I go back and forth and I'm struggling on this. So um, I love Video Leap as an editing app on my iPhone. Uh, they've added AI features hmm. on Video Leap and you can put prompts to where you can tell it to make you something and make turn it into a video. Oh, nice. So they've, got some, they've done some amazing upgrades uh, with Video Leap um, for editing. But where captcha's coming in clutch and not an, and this is one of the videos clutch coming in clutch so in captcha if you want to burn in your captions right your your captions on there the captions that capcut does for free are almost perfect i i rarely have to change anything on there really good uh captions it's free it burns it in and now they just added a ton of new languages nice there. so yeah nice. if you want to do like for shorts or something and burn them in CapCut all the Yeah, way. I, I use uh, captions 
for that. I and bought it's, that. It's accurate too. I bought that. I bought that, yeah. and then I started using CapCut, oh, okay, and I was okay. just like, eh, I, I kind of like CapCut better. Mm. Yeah, I paid for captions too, but I'm not going to renew it. Yeah, there's another one too. They hit me up, um, and I keep forgetting their name, but they hit me up, um, seeing if I'd make a sponsored video, mm. and I went and I like you know signed up for it and tried it, and it's it's pretty awesome. Um, uh, Begins with the sub is the name of it, but I can't remember the actual uh, the rest of it. But yeah, there's it, another one too. It, for, it's for a captions? website though. Yeah, so it's not an app, huh. um, but basically you go to the website and you upload them there, and you can just upload like 50 shorts, and then it'll just you know put them all together for you. Oh um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, it's yeah, called like uh, sub something. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. But anyway, so Flyride says CapCut can make a bozo editor look like a genius with some of those filters. Nice, nice. Uh, just easy. Yeah, it was easy. Exactly. It just made sense to me. And that's the thing with video editors, like it's kind of like educators, right? Finding somebody to teach you. It's like not all of the software is going to make sense to you. Find right. the one that makes the most sense and run with it. Yeah, I love it. Next up, Poop Scoop for Noobs. We um, upload when they have time. Um, the goal of the channel is to help the industry grow and inspire other people to start scooping. And the question is, <laughs> I, um, I just hit 888 subscribers this morning. What are several effective watch time strat uh, trap strategies I can implement Ooh. to help me get the 4,000 hours of watch time? Should it be VOD, live streams, or both? I would do both if you're trying to sprint to that watch time. Um, so basically, when it comes to getting more watch time, when it comes to getting more watch time in your YouTube channel, what you want to think about is one go through the entire youtube channel and make sure that it's easy for people to find more of your content so make sure every single one of your video descriptions has links to other relevant videos and or playlists make sure that all of your comments have pinned comments linking people to other videos and or playlists make sure all of your videos have in screens leading people into videos and or playlists um, make sure that you're using cards that you're going into your audience retention reports on your videos and if you see any places where you have steep falloffs add a card just a little bit before that sending people into a video or a playlist um, so that you can capture you know some of those people before they leave but the idea is to just go through your entire YouTube channel make sure everything is interlinked ranked on or not ranked but uh, based on relevance so you want to think to yourself if somebody's watching this video about this thing then what is the next thing that would be a perfect fit on my channel for them so depending on how much content you have this might take you a while but if you do this this is going to help you get more watch time from the video content now, in addition to that, you also have your live streams. So if you do a live stream, you could do like a weekly live stream where in your particular case, you are, you know, helping people better understand that business. So what you could do is you could do a weekly live stream um, to where it's just like an office hours live stream to where you just go in there and you answer questions that they might have about the business. And then, you know, people that came in and stuck around for that, of course, you would be getting that watch time as well. But you have to make sure that any live streams that you do, if you're trying to get that 4,000 hours of watch time, you have to make sure that you leave them public on the channel because if you have them as unlisted or private um, it's not going to count towards that so you have to make sure that you leave everything public on the channel uh next up we've got oh yeah and also playlist um on the watch time thing you also want to make sure that you're doing playlists. And the reason you want to make sure that you're doing playlists is because if somebody watches one video, then in that particular case, you would get that watch time and then they may or may not watch another video. But if you drive them into a playlist, by default, the next video that they're going to see is going to be the next video that you have in that playlist. So because of that, when you drive people into playlists, you're increasing the likelihood of them interacting more with your content. So when you can link everything up based on the playlist themselves, then it just helps make it easier for people to stay trapped in what it is that you're doing as long as they're interested in your content versus YouTube just recommending, you know, something on some other channel as the next video to watch instead of yours. And one more thing on that 
is if you are trying to get a lot that <clears throat> you okay <clears throat> yep if you are trying to get that 4,000 hours of watch time on your YouTube channel so you can get into the partner program, you also want to go and revise or just look at your YouTube channel page and make sure that you do have everything set up there properly, that you have playlists added as sections on your channel page that also categorically helps people find content in your channel that they are uh, enjoying so that they can quickly and easily find wherever it is on your YouTube channel if they're watching a video or if they're on your channel page where they can find more of your content that they care about. Next up, we've got Creative Suite Central. They do daily content, been on YouTube for less than a month. The type of channel is how to news and reviews with Adobe products question or the goal of the channel is to help other digital designers unlock their creative potential question. I'm new to YouTube. I'm wondering if you could review my channel and give me some advice. Uh, we don't do those during this stream. Um, we're actually talking about, you know, kind of, you know, messing with the format of what it is that we do here. So we might, you might see that come to fruition here um, in the next couple of weeks, but um, for right now, we're not, uh, we're not doing those. Next up, we got Build with Mooney. They do woodworking content. The goal of the channel is to have fun and help others. And the question is, um, I've been on a shorts kick to grow my channel. I found out after posting a longer short that it didn't do that well after two days. Data doesn't lie. I thought the short was good, so I re-edited, or I re-edited, made it shorter, and it's doing great. Question. The original short is pr in private mode, so I don't have duplicate videos and don't lose my views and subscribers. Is this okay? Um, so you actually have a shorter video. So you have a different piece of content. So you had the longer um, short, and you realized that didn't you know perform the way that you wanted it to, but you knew it was good. So you cut out you know whatever extra stuff, and you made a new piece of content from that, um, and you made it shorter, so it's a different viewer experience now. And then you publish that, um, so you should be fine with that other one. But since you have it in private anyway, like you might as well just take it off. Like if you're not gonna, you know, be showing it publicly um, and it's already in private mode, so you're not getting, you know, pro, uh, you know, public, you know, credit for that anyway. Um, yeah, I would just, I would just delete it. Next. Uh, next up on our listy is um, it's Yellow Whiz. How, how are we doing on questions, by the way? Yeah, we're at uh, 32. Cruising. Wow, that's yep. a lot more than mm -hmm. I thought. Okay. Um, they've been on YouTube for less than a month. They do Minecraft content. The goal is to get a play button, kind of like D. <laughs> and the question is... That uh, was my goal, too. Yeah. And he lost it. What yeah. does video scope mean? Um, so uh, the scope of your video is basically like, you know, the idea um, of your video. Um, I guess it could also be looked at as like what's involved, you know, yeah. with your video. Yeah. Next. That was an easy one. That's why we're, yeah. that's why we're cruising through Do these. Do you realize that today was the first time ever... In the however many years that we've streamed together, where we ran we ran out of questions after like two questions. Yeah, well, I mean, we didn't. It, it just well, took I know, but there was a pause. There. I know, but yeah, yeah. I don't think that's ever happened before. Yeah, I don't think so either. I don't remember any time in our streaming history yeah. where we've answered two questions and then there were and then nine. being like, "Hey, that's it. That's yeah. it." Yeah, I don't yeah. think so either. That was weird. Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. I was like, "Hey, we're just gonna talk about some other stuff for like an hour, probably, and yeah. then like call it a wrap." Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So. Um, because uh, like our whole thing here is like to answer questions. So yeah. like if there's no questions and then, then like, what are we doing? Right. right. So um, the channel name is True Voice Studio. The um, type of channel is vocal coaching. That's cool. Oh. The goal of the channel is to build an online business. I've been in business with my husband and our brick and mortar retail store for over 20 years, but we want to expand my business to the online platforms to reach more people and lead people into my workshops and courses that I'm also in the process of building. 
smart, super smart. Um, the question is, I'm a professional vocal coach, 15 plus years, and I have a brick and mortar retail store and vocal studio. I recently started going live weekly for the past six weeks and have no audience yet. I'm learning everything right now. How do I announce um, and optimize li my live streams as well as my videos so that singers can find my little channel. I've been using Ecamm to teach live to my private Facebook group and I love it. I'm new to TubeBuddy and have no idea how to really use it. This is my livelihood, which I love, not a hobby. Okay, so um, first off, I have a video on TubeBuddy um, that you should watch. So in the thumb, if you just type in nickname and TubeBuddy, you know, I'll, I'll just I'll do it for you real quick. Hold on, um, youtube.com, if you're still here, um, oops. No, I don't want the browser to use my microphone. So go up here, Nick Nimmin, TubeBuddy. And then uh, this video right here is gonna show you how to use TubeBuddy. Now with this particular video, keep in mind um, that they have made a lot of updates to it now. I'm actually gonna be doing a refresher video um, as well, but um, it's even better now. But um, one of the things that I mentioned in this video um, is how people are using TubeBuddy incorrectly in terms of putting in like entire titles and things like that. Um, so like in the comment section, you'll see people like, oh wow, I didn't realize I was using it wrong. So um, so make sure that you check out um, that video and you'll have a better understanding of how to you know use TubeBuddy. But in terms of getting people into your live streams, you know, keep in mind that if your channel is new, um, in that particular case, you know, you haven't built an audience yet in terms of YouTube recommending your content to them. So because of that, you have to give YouTube some information about what it is that you are doing in your content content that will help the system know who to show your content to. So because of that, make sure that you um, put a lot of information in your description or you describe what it is that you're going to be doing in your live streams. And you're using a lot of language that people would use if they are looking for videos or live streams on vocal coaching or singing, you know, that kind of thing. Um, in addition to that, make sure that your title itself um, either has the words like singing in it or singing coaching or, you know, those types of things. Use TubeBuddy, figure out exactly how people are looking for what it is that you make, and then use those keywords is what those are called. Use those keywords or keyword phrases um, in your titles. And this isn't necessarily to get you to know, like show up in search. This is more about just helping YouTube, since you don't have an audience yet, helping YouTube um, just have a good understanding of, of what's going on with your content. Because if you had video content, they could test it against people, right? And then based on how those people respond, the system would identify like, hey, okay, these are good people um, for this content or they're not. When you're live streaming and that's all you're doing on the channel, if that's what's happening, then in that particular case, you, there's no like data there to, to, to know who to show it to. So because of that, you have to make sure that you are including those words and or phrases in your titles and descriptions to just give the give the system a little bit of a lead on on, on what it is that you're offering there. So um, so that's that's the approach that you want to take when it comes to optimizing it. But another thing that I recommend that you do as well, since you're live streaming anyway, like you've been doing it for six weeks, even when you don't have a lot of people or any people showing up. So because of that first high five to you you for you know doing it anyway um, but second is another thing I want you to start thinking about is if you're not doing this already when you are live streaming um, what you should be thinking about right now is instead of I'm going live and you know hopefully people will show up instead start thinking about it like okay I'm making content live 
So when you take that approach, what you're doing is you're formatting it like you would have a video. So when the video first starts, you're like, hey, today we're gonna be talking about this, da, 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 da. And then you actually put the content together and you just deliver the content and then it's done, right? And if you do it that way, then it makes for a better replay experience. And that replay, as long as you optimize that, and as long as people are clicking on it, coming in and enjoying that replay, then what's gonna happen is that's gonna start teaching YouTube who you, the right people are for your content, um, which will help improve the recommendations there as well. Um, so I would make sure that you are thinking about, you know, that approach in terms of I'm making content live versus I'm just, you know, coming in and live streaming. And when you do that, you're thinking more about the replay than you are thinking about the live experience. Um, did you go, uh, I, I, I was doing something. Did you, did you recommend looking at what other people in the niche are doing? I have not. Yep. Yeah. So yeah. So let add me that. add to that. Yep. Cause, uh, so as a vocal coach, I would go to YouTube, go up to the search bar and I would just type in vocal coach mm -hmm. or something specific to being a vocal coach. And I would look at the most successful channels, look at the channels who are doing incredibly well and look at the topics that they're choosing, look at how they're writing their titles, study what they're doing because they figured out how your audience is reacting mm -hmm. to vocal coach type videos. Yep. Um, New channel member, um, Autis Mina's uh, Cleaning Clutter. Welcome to the Nimenati. Make sure when Welcome you get the chance. to the Nimenati. Make sure when you get the chance, you go to nimenvip.com. That's going to redirect you to our members-only Facebook group. Fill out all the information on the way in. That's how I verify that you're a member. Um, if you can do that before the stream is finished today, um, I will get you in there as soon as the stream is complete. And I'm going to be doing that as well for the other person that was having trouble getting into the group. As long as, so, um, you know, if you, cause I see right here, somebody requested a minute ago. Um, so if that is you, you have to make sure that you fill out all the information. Cause if the information isn't filled out, then it just gets immediately deleted. Um, so you have to make sure that you fill out all the information, um, so that I can, you know, verify everything. Um, but six shop super chat. Thank you for the super chat says, um, if you ever had times of low views, it's been months still dealing with low views. I'm studying all the time, but I'm still dealing with low views. Absolutely. So, you know, in my particular case, um, because I'm not as aggressive on my channel, um, you know, as I used to be. So because of that, my views are just down, um, in general. Um, so, you know, for me personally, you know, that's, that's definitely, uh, you know, a, a thing, but when it comes to other content creators as well, like, you know, channels have ups and downs. Like one of the things that YouTube says, um, is that there's there's like seasonality, right, to YouTube. So that seasonality is why it's really important to make sure that you do have like a good monetization strategy in place, because if you do, then that allows you to where if views go down, your money still stays consistent, right? So when you monetize in other ways outside of uh, YouTube ads, then you're, you don't kind of live and die, so to speak, by your uh, ad views. So because of that, you know, if you are somebody that, you know, it, that does have a lot of ups and downs, getting your monetization uh, strategy together um, will definitely help you, you know, kind of navigate that stuff too. But in terms of, um, you know, it's been months, you're still dealing with low views, studying all the time, but I'm still dealing with low views. Yeah, so um, there, you know, just like, you know, me, like if I was like, okay, hey, we're, you know, we're going into like, you know, a, a, a season of like, you know, getting everything like, you know, rolling, um, then the steps that I would be doing in order to do that, um, just like, you know, just like I would tell you to do, or I'm going to tell you to do right now, 
start thinking of all of your content in series. So instead of thinking of each individual video, start thinking, okay, I'm, I'm putting together a series. And on, um, you know, every video that I publish is gonna be a part of a series. It's gonna be at least a three video series so that when people come into each one of those videos, I'm pointing all of those videos into this one playlist. And then I'm going to essentially make content that is valuable enough that people will want to watch all three of those videos. I'm gonna make sure that my consistency is rock solid with everything that I publish, that I publish on the same days and times um, consistently for, you know, at least like 90 days to, you know, give it time to, you know, get into, you know, to, to get things rolling, so to speak. Um, um, and, you know, continuing to show up also making sure that you're doing a lot of research on exactly what it is that you're going to publish when you are thinking of the videos that you're going to put in your series so that you can make sure that everything that you're publishing is going out to the widest amount of people um, that are interested in your type of content versus going down into like a super niche area within your content. Um, so then that way you're opening yourself up to a little bit more of a general audience within your niche um, instead of being like, okay, well, I'm going to talk about this very specific thing that only, you know, a limited amount of people are going to be interested in. That was the super chat, right? Yes. Okay. Got a new channel member. Uh, Welcome uh, to Greg the Zutik, Welcome to the Nimenati. Make sure when you get the chance, you go to nimenvip.com. It's going to redirect you to our members only Facebook group. Same thing with you. Just make sure that you fill out all the information on the way in because that's how I verify that you are a uh, channel member. All right. Are we out with the questions? Yep. Um, so next up on the list, we've got 35. So we've got a uh, rainbow, 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 four, eight, nine, four. That's another one where it's like, really rainbow, rainbow, rainbow. They're like, Hey, let me do rainbow. Man, right. Somebody's got it. Let me do rainbow, rainbow. And uh, somebody's got it. Somebody's got that and too. They, and they spell it R E I G N. Oh, okay. Rainbow. Yeah. yeah so, so they're I'm like just... rainbow, man, somebody's got it. Rainbow, rainbow. They got it. Rainbow, rainbow, rainbow. Man, are you kidding me? They got this too. Hey, come on. And they start throwing the numbers. Yep. Three, eight, seven, six. Oh my gosh. You gotta be kidding me. They've got this too. <laughs> they got it. Seven, two, three, nine. Got it. Got it. All right. Jackpot. Four thousand eight ninety four. Yeah. Oh my just gosh. I got listen, one. listen, you name your channel, whatever you want. Yeah. Uh, but I, I just, my, the advice that I always give is like one of these days, you're probably going to end up on someone's podcast and they're mm -hmm. going to say, or collaborations or collaboration, like collaboration video. right. Yeah. And they're, yeah, but well, well for podcasts, I'm thinking audio only. Mm. Right. And they and they say, how can our, how can our listeners find you? Mm. And then you have to spell your channel name out. Mm. Make it easy. Make it yep. simple. Make it easy for folks. Yeah. Um, so they do kids fun and learning entertainment. The goal is to be a safe place for kids. The question is, um, Commenting positive or negative helps a channel. Um, is that the same if you give a thumbs up or thumbs down? Does the thumbs down hurt your channel or just show engagement? So um, commenting is good for the community, but commenting does not impact your performance algorithmically. Um, in terms of thumbs up, that's a positive signal to YouTube. Thumbs down is still a negative signal to YouTube. So one of the things that um, that you know uh, that used to be you know the way is that um, you know people way. would say, myself included, um, we used to say that you know like hey you know, any engagement's good engagement. Um, however, um, Todd, um, who is the guy that uh, basically uh, works on the homepage algorithm of YouTube and just the recommendations, you know, system in general, um, he mentioned uh, recently that the, uh, that they're treated very differently. So, you know, the thumbs up are positive signals, the thumbs down are negative signals, and it's not, you know, engagement for engagement but in that particular case. 
Yeah, let me just kind of responsible for like building the system. Well, so. Let me l let me jump in here and say this: no amount of comments or thumbs up or thumbs down is going to help a bad video. Yes. If you have a good video, that video is going to succeed no matter what. If you Correct. have a bad video, that video is not going to succeed no matter what. Correct. No amount of thumbs up or comments or anything is going to going to help. Correct. Uh, a, a bad piece of content. Yep. Yep. I stand on the mountaintops on that one. Yeah, right, yeah. Scream it for the mouth. Yeah, a lot of people get caught up in that thing. Like, yeah. well, you know, I get I get DMs. Hey, I'm not getting enough likes on my video. And while that is a positive signal, like a, a good video, it yeah, doesn't like, well, matter. How are your videos though? Right, right. right I'm not getting right. any comments. Why should like should they comment? Like, right. are they even making it far enough into your video to comment right. in the first place? Right. Yeah. Focus totally. on the videos. Yep. Everything else will fall into place if yep. you make a good video. Focus on the video, the value that you're bringing, and how you're going to get people to identify that it's something that they care about from the outside when they've yep. never heard of you before. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. When I say focus on the video, I mean make a, make a video that the viewer, that the audience is going to want to watch for as long as possible. Mm -hmm. that, that's going to trump everything else. And yep. then preferably get them to watch another video. Yep. Um, so Tim Tech Media... Um, they've been on YouTube for less than six months. They do tech demos. The goal of the channel is to show how modern tech can be used by the average person and to learn with my audience. And the question is, I started my channel based around my Samsung Google ecosystem, but I'm in a position where I have the opportunity to switch over to Apple's ecosystem. Oh, you're going to get eaten up for that. Oh, I can tell you that Say right that now. again. What are they doing? Um, they started their channel based on Samsung and Google's ecosystem, but I'm in a position where I have the opportunity to switch over to Apple's ecosystem. Oh, boy. Yeah. Ooh, you're going to, yeah, they're going to, they're going to come for you in your comments. Um, but says, um, do you think a hard turn like that would be confusing to my viewers? P.S. My channel isn't brand or ecosystem specific. I love all the tech. Oh, okay. So if it, if you know you're already talking about some Apple products and stuff, it'd be fine. Um, but if you're like a hardcore like Android anti you know pro Android anti Apple person, and then you come in like, Do oh hey guys, guess what? I just I just switched up on everybody. Does that then, exist? Are there anti Apple people? Well, a lot of like Android people are like anti, you know, well, Apple Android folks people in aren't terms really, of Android people aren't really people though. But are there a, but are there anti Apple uh, people? Yeah, see what Are there anti Apple people? That's funny. That's what yeah. I was trying to figure yeah, out. Yeah, there are. Yep. Uh, yep. Okay. Yeah, they're Androids. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Android okay. So yeah. they're not even real people. They're, they're Androids. Okay. Yeah, they're I Androids. Get it. Yeah. I get it. Okay. So um the question is Oh, we already got that one. Sorry. Sorry, sorry. people. Yeah. Just so, wanted, to make uh, that, wanted to make that clear. <laughs> That's funny. So uh, next up, we have the KMH family. Thank you for the super chat. It says, um, hope you all having a great day. Um, can we find out what part of a video causes it to be demonetized? Um, also, if we remove a song out of a video that got copyrighted, would it still be sharing uh, revenue? If you remove the song, then you're then you're good because you're taking out you know their part. Um, in terms of finding out what part got the video demonetized, um, they don't tell you exactly the timestamp. Um, in terms of you know like hey. Here's, you know, the moment in time that we decided to, to demonetize this. Um, they will just, you know, demonetize the video. <laughs> so D's about to get canceled. Come on. <laughs> Actually, that was that was AI generated. That's scandal. That's yeah, that was yeah, yeah. I didn't even say this that. This whole thing that, is like, hey, if, okay, that was that was scandals. AI. <laughs> DBZ collector says <laughs> Android people are supreme beings. <laughs> That's why they all eventually switched to Mac, Apple. Singing a cappella cover songs um, for uh, <laughs> Joe Carroll, the bear singer. I think I'm saying that right. Um, the goal of the channel is to inspire other creatives to go for their dreams while going for mine, which is to become a singer. There's like two singers, like almost yeah. back to back. Yeah. The question is, I feel like my book, um, I feel like my book, my videos are kind of boring. How do I spice them up? For Wait, I feel what? like my book. 
his book. Um, I think they just meant to say videos. So I feel like my videos are kind of boring. How do I spice First of them all, up? you're writing books instead of making videos. Yeah, that's the step one. Um, um, but how do I spice them up more? Most of my views come from covers, but there's no money, uh, which is why. Um, I do acapellas, and I get people to interact. I don't really want to do how-to content because that's what a lot of singers do to show other singers what to do. I just want to sing and show people about my journey, inspire them to be the best they can, and not give up on uh, also what I can do to make money for my singing. Okay. So um, bring people in for the covers, introduce them to your, uh, into your unique stuff. Um, so that's, that's a strategy a lot of people use. So they'll use the popular stuff in order to bring attention to themselves. And then based on their talent, people will stick around and they'll, you know, once they get to know them and like them through the covers, then they will, you know, respond to their, uh, you know, unique content as well. Um, so because of that, um, I think what you're doing currently in terms of the covers is fine. Um, but, you know, um, I would build up a little bit of an audience based on those and then start introducing some of your original music to them um, for your acapellas. In addition to that, um, I know on TikTok, I don't know about, uh, you know, like long form YouTube videos, but I know on um, TikTok, they also have like challenges for people doing acapellas where they, you know, they're hitting certain notes and things like that, or they're layering up harmonies and those sorts of things. Um, so you might also want to consider, you know, some short form content for those sorts of things. If that's something that you're into, um, as a means to connect with other people through your abilities and through, you know, your, your skill set there, um, versus, uh, you know, doing like how to content or, you know, something like that. 38 D. All right, moving through them. Yep. Um, so this one is Gaming with Sarah. They do a gaming channel. The goal of the channel is to make entertaining um, content and hopefully get monetized. The question is, how do I make an organic connection with my audience, add value to them, and be authentic? That's how you're gonna. That's how you're gonna cre create an organic connection with your audience. Add value. The the value part is like, okay, like what are they coming to your channel for? Are you like entertaining them? Are you inspiring them? Are you teaching them stuff? Like, what is it exactly that they're getting from you? Define that and define exactly what it is, um, and lean into it. Next, um, like just be you. And I know that sounds like super basic, but when it comes to you know being you, a lot of people, especially when they're getting started. Um, and I did this too, like my first you know, like handful of videos, like it took me a, a while to find my stride um, and to just get comfortable just communicating how I communicate. But what you want to do is you want to, uh, you know, just just try to be as you as you possibly can um, when you're communicating, because, you know, when you are coming onto YouTube and you're trying to act like other YouTubers because you yeah. watch other YouTubers and you're inspired by them. So therefore you try to act like them. It creates a big disconnect because it's, it's, you know, it can be obvious that that's not really who One. you are and who you are, will kind of slip through. Right. So because of that, just be, you know, just be authentically you as much as you possibly can. One of my pet peeves, uh, is just the huge rush of young creators who are trying to copy people like Mr. Beast, for yeah. example, and you know some of the other guys that are that are coming up. I'm just like, it's it's done. Like mm -hmm. that's not you. You're right. trying to copy somebody else. Yep. It might work for a couple of them. Right. But it has worked for. It has yeah, worked. It has worked, for, it has worked yeah. for a couple of them, and it will work for a few more. Mm -hmm. But yeah, just just be yourself, man. Be yourself. Be yourself. At, okay, here's. Where I, I think um, a lot of people, in like we've done a ton of live streams. I've done a ton of live streams on my channel. One mm -hmm. of the things that we generally do during live streams is we we talk about personal things. We joke mm -hmm. about things that have happened to us. We we used to eat M&Ms all the time live. And like people will kind of, you know, we talk about, you know, putting pineapple on pizza, whatever. You just yeah. kind of like put yourself out there and talk about all those little quirky things that make you you. 
yep. and people who are also into those things will gravitate to you right and you 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 know you find other people who are into the same things that you're into it could be about movies it could be think different types of food or traveling or whatever mm -hmm. you know you'll your what, what do they say your, your vibe attracts your tribe yep yeah yep yeah and with that too you know like um you know as a part of that you know there's other like you know psychological things that you can do like you know you can draw draw like, like you know like very hypnosis very, but you can draw like very, you know, clear lines in the sand, you know, within your content, like how we were just talking about the, you know, Android Apple things, for example, right? Like with the Android Apple thing, you know, like, you know, some people will leverage that, um, you know, to where it's like, you know, hey, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm into Apple. So therefore I'll trash talk Android stuff all the time. And then because of that, they have that commonality with other, you know, people that are into Apple products to where, you know, they're like, hey, you know, uh, that person, you know, it, they're like me in terms of how they think about the products that they're using. And it works that way from the Android crowd to the Apple crowd, you know, as well. But it's like that, you know, across a whole bunch of, you know, a whole bunch of things. But um, basically, you can also you know just make your opinions about you know things within you know the things that you care about um just make those clear and public and just by doing that it's also a great way to authentically connect with people yeah so doug says there's only one me that's yep. true here's the thing no one in the world can beat you at being you yep nobody can yep so just man just let your freak flag fly mm -hmm. uh within the the brand Freak flag fly. Yeah, let Love your, that. Let your freak flag fly within the within great. the confines of you know being brand friendly. If you're trying to be monetized, great. And just you know, just do your thing. Mm -hmm. People will find you. Yep. And this is good too. My C print says yes. Authentic is key. It's the person, not the effects. Yeah. Yeah. Like you're. Yeah. Share like being yourself and sharing your personality and the things that you care about and your opinions and things like that, that will get you further than like, you know, graphics in your videos. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so funny flicks. And, and just for a record, like that's why I have like a Twitch account. Right. Like, so like depending on what you want to put out there in terms of like, you know, how much of yourself you want to put out there. Mm -hmm. Like I keep my videos and my live streams with pretty much, you know, brand friendly and, and family friendly. Mm -hmm. Because I, I, I'm trying to, you know, this is to make money, right? right. Uh, but then, like, you know, over on Twitch, late night Twitch streams, whatever. Mm. Talk about whatever. Mm. 18 restricted, whatever. Mm. Anything goes over there. Mm. So then, you, you know, so those people, my point is, the people who are into you at different levels, then they can follow you wherever you want to be. Yep. So I've got, like, a little core group that will come to those late night Twitch streams mm -hmm. and we'll talk about whatever. Brandon, what's up, dude? So next hey, up, we got Footy Flicks. They do daily content, been on YouTube for less than six months. They do football uh, skills and highlights. The goal of the channel is to promote my clothing brand, Footy Flicks, which is in the football niche. That's exactly what it's called, D After Dark. The uh, <laughs> question is, YouTube for me is really hard right now. Views are dead for my channel, been looking for solutions, don't really like the idea of just posting and hoping that something takes off again. Do I just keep posting and get over this current slump? So in order to get further than you are, you need to like level up your skill sets yeah. and your understanding of things. So everybody, you know, at all different points in life, we run into this, you know, same thing to where, you know, you are doing something and then you hit this like threshold. And then in order to get past it, you know, you have to, you know, kind of change some stuff or learn some stuff or whatever in order to get past it. So, um, you know, I wouldn't look at it as like, Hey, I'm just going to keep posting just kind of willy nilly. I would look at it like, okay, I'm going to start being serious. Right. Oh. Because when you are taking the approach of like, hey, I'm just going to keep posting and just hoping things work out, um, that's not how it works. Right. So if you start looking at it more seriously, then that's going to cause you to start taking different actions 
those different actions that you take will cause you to start acting differently and start approaching everything it is that you're doing differently. And that will cause you to, you know, or help you get through that. So as an example, as soon as you start taking it seriously, instead of just making videos and uploading videos, you're going to start paying a close attention. You're going to be like, okay, so I uploaded this. I got this many views on it. This is how people responded to it. I got this many, you know, likes on this. Um, in the video, I'm going to my audience retention reports. I'm seeing, you know, how far people got. I'm comparing it against, you know, other videos of similar length in my audience retention. I'm changing it to the, um, uh, uh, I'm looking at the, the last one that you can drop down there too to see exactly where people, you know, um, uh, left, you know, specifically in the video. Um, and I'm also going in and I'm looking at my click-through rate to see what's going on there. I'm also looking at my demographics. I'm looking to see like, you know, where are people watching from. I'm looking to see how old they are. I'm looking to see what devices they're watching on. And I'm taking all of these different things into account. Like how many people am I even coming, bringing back to the channel, but I'm paying attention, right? So when you start taking it seriously, you're going to start paying attention to all those things because you're taking it seriously, which means all those things are going to start being more important. In addition to that, if you're taking it seriously, you're also going to start working on stuff because then you're going to be like, okay, if I'm taking this seriously, if I really want this to work and I really want to turn this into something, then I need to learn how to do some extra stuff. So I need to learn, okay, if I can't get people to click on my videos right now, I got to learn how. So I'm going to watch as many videos as I need to. I'm going to read as many blogs as I can. I'm going to listen to any podcasts that I possibly can for a period of time on thumbnails and writing titles. I'm going to sign up for newsletters. Like I'm, I'm, I'm doing everything I possibly can to inform myself on how to do that stuff. And then you do that for every part of the process. And then through that and through the knowledge that you're going to gain and little tiny tips here and there and little, you know, nuances that people will explain to you and some of the things that you're going to be consuming, all of those things um, will help you, you know, level up, so to speak. And then uh, with that new approach of taking it seriously, things will rapidly start to improve for you. I think we have a wild Roberto, Roberto Blake, Blake, Blake sighting. A, a wild Roberto Blake sighting. Yes. What's going on, Roberto? Hope you're doing fantastic. Nice to see you in the uh, stream here. So um, we recommended earlier, um, since he's right here in the chat right now. So yeah. for those of you that were looking for uh, channel reviews, um, Roberto is one of those people that was on that list. He's here in the chat right now. The so, Roberto. The Roberto Blake, the one the and only. Roberto. So um, you can click on his channel name right here in this green message, and you can just go to his YouTube channel, and right over there he has contact information, or you can just go to awesomecreatoracademy.com, um, either one. But if you just want to kind of explore him first just to kind of get to know him, um, then you can just head over to his YouTube channel and check that out through there. So, but um, he says, controversy, conflict, curiosity, conspiracies, and or being contrarian almost always get views. Every video over 10 million this year um, that's not music has that. Nice. Awesome. So Legal Minded Friends with Karen Cole says, you both have encouraged me to just do it. Nice. Thanks, D and Love Nick. it. If you're not Love uploading it. yet, just make it. Here's yep. the thing. You're going to make it. It's probably going to be terrible. Yeah. Make might not. One. Might I not. said probably. Yeah. You might, but you might hit a home run. Statistically. Statistically yeah. speaking, yeah. it's not going to be the best. But you know yeah. what? It's okay. Yeah. Don't think in terms of views and subscribers right now. Think about how you can improve your skill set. Yep. And the way that's going to happen is through repetition through lots of videos. Yep. How can I how can I improve my skill set and how can I work this process of ideation, creating and publishing content into my lifestyle so that I can ensure that I'm going to be able to continually do this for a long period of time? Those two things um, will we'll get you very far. So this is weird. I don't see Roberto in the chat. I see everyone saying, Roberto. Yeah, he's here. He's, he's pretty low. Like um, if you go to the very bottom of the chat and just scroll up just a smidge, he's right there. Are you looking in StreamYard chat or are you looking oh, in? There uh, it, is. it just showed up. There was a delay. Oh, okay. Okay, okay yep, there he is. Yep. Oh, that's a different one. 
Oh. Yeah, so this one is, um, he says, um, here's a huge tip. Use the library to get a free meeting room. Um, you can use this to film videos if you need a quiet place to make content. Ooh, that's good. Oh, I like that. that. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, that's good. Do they libraries. have libraries here? I don't know. I don't know if they have libraries here. Yeah, I don't know. They're they just, probably do in Bangkok. They the, probably have the, some like big, massive like yeah. library there. Like we've got bookstores, but I don't. Yeah. I, don't I don't think I've seen. I, a, a I library forgot here. libraries. Yeah, like, me that's, too. That's not. A, yeah, yeah, interesting. Quiet libraries. Yep. There's a smell from all the yeah, paper. all the books. There's like yeah. A, yeah, there's like a library smell. Mm -hmm. I almost died in the library. What Did you know that? No. Yeah. So um, basically, oh, I gotta uh, hear this one. Let's go. Yeah. So when we were little, um, I went to the library with mom. Okay. And um, they used to have like a jar of mints or whatever. Did you choke on a mint? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yep. Choked on a mint. Did they have to yeah. do the Heimlich? Yeah. She had to, like Heimlich me or like whatever. But yeah, like uh, yeah, no like I almost way. yeah I almost checked out in a uh, in a library. Checked out. That'd been funny. Checked out yeah. like a book. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Did they had to do the Heimlich on you and yeah. everything? Yeah. Get out of here. No. I, just send her a message right now. Yeah. Yeah. Ask her if I almost, if I almost choked to death in a library, she'll let you know. So, um, the next channel here is, yeah. How old were you? Um, I think maybe like five or something like that. Like I was like super young, really young. Yeah. I'm going to send her a message to right. confirm. I'm going to let you know okay. if he's telling the truth or right. not, or he's lying. Yeah. Seriously. I mean, that's what she told me. So, you know, unless, you don't remember uh, it. No, I don't remember. Yeah. That's how little I was. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. She told me about that it. That would have been crazy. Mom comes home and she's like, Hey, yeah. Guess I'm what? Hey. You don't have a brother anymore. Right. Where, hey mom, yeah. where's, where's, where's brother? Yeah. Well, ah, left him at the library. Right. Right. Yeah. Left him <laughs> at the library. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. He, uh, yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, I didn't yeah. know that. Mm -hmm. Yep. Teacher lifeline. Get on to our next question to kind of lift it back up a little bit here. Um, teacher lifeline. No, 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 that's good. Uh, yeah, just, just talk about my death. And my no, demise. no, no. I mean, no, I mean, yes. it's just like I just learned something about yeah. you today. Like, I yeah. didn't know that that happened. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Uh, teacher lifeline. Um, they do educational content. The goal of the channel is helping other teachers succeed. The question is, um, how do I know if my niche is too narrow or broad? So you want to look at other, uh, you want to look at other uh, channels. So basically you can just hop into YouTube search and start looking for other channels who make content like yours. Um, and when you are doing that, then um, just look for any way that you can possibly imagine that people might find content like the content that you make topically. Um, start looking for that in YouTube search and then just start, you know, marking down all of those channels and look at the results that some of those channels are getting. Um, and then from there, also, um, you know, you can go to like Google Trends, for example, and start looking for just general interest on topics. You can use um, TubeBuddy and you can use like Google's Keyword Planner to um, and like keywords everywhere and like other tools like that to um, to get just an idea for like how many people at scale are actually looking for what it is that you that you make content about. Um, so you can use, you know, those types of, uh, you know, tools as well. That's crazy. I didn't know that. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yep. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to talk to her probably tomorrow or, or the day after. Yep. If you're if you're not telling me the truth. Yep. You going to send a swarm of killer bees my way? Yeah. Huh? <laughs> so uh, farming with the or you're just going to show up with a mint. Yeah. Yeah. Like, all right, buddy, you're, let's get this thing going. Here's what's going to happen. Yeah, let's get this thing going. You're going to walk out of your door. I've been, I've been stretching. You're yeah, going to walk like, out of your door. There's going to be a single mint yep. on your sidewalk right yep. in front of your door. And you're going to yep. go, oh, oh God. Uh-oh. Uh I got to uh -oh. eat it. No, no, no. Yeah. You'll know. Yeah. You're going to have or a. Or you'll just show up. You'll be like, here, dude, eat this. You'll have a real difficult I've week. I've been practicing my Heimlich. Yeah. Yeah. Eat it. Okay. So, um, uh, farming with Steve, they upload every other day. Type of channel, 
is a uh, farm sim role play and time lapse gaming. The goal of the channel is to create entertaining stories um, and engage with other farm simmers. And the question is, I pivoted to a role play style of video that gained a lot of attention on the first episode, viral for me anyway. Um, then the follow up videos in that series didn't perform anywhere near as well, but generally better than my videos prior to that pivot. Is it normal for a new series to gain attention at episode one and then follow up episodes? Um, so the follow up episodes can also, you know, like if you publish that one video and you get Get a lot of people enjoying that content um, then in that particular case when you publish the following videos YouTube is likely to show it to a lot of the people that enjoyed that content and that kind of gets the ball rolling on that um, so absolutely when you publish the one it does well as long as you know the videos are put together in a way that people respond to and they click on and blah blah um, as long as all that stuff happens with the other videos then in that particular case they can perform just as good if not better than the original Yes, we were talking earlier about that how, audience can get built up about how to be our uh, your authentic uh, authentic self, mm -hmm. uh, stuff like that, right? Talking about his near death experience as a child, mm -hmm. and then what you have are other people coming up talking about how they almost uh, oh, died as children. Like, but th those are the little things, though. Like, you know, you start identifying with all these little things, uh, and it goes both ways, right? From the from the audience to the creator, from the creator back to the audience. Mm -hmm. So now the next time I see Fly Ride. Um, he's saying his parents left him on Catalina Island by accident when he was eight. Holy cow. A yeah, accident, huh? Right. Accident. Yeah. Yeah. Oops. Yeah. yeah. So now the next time I see him, yeah. I, I think I still owe you a drink, by the way. Uh, <laughs> next time I see Fly Ride, yeah, we'll, we'll be at the bar and we'll talk about this. <laughs> and I'll leave him at the bar by accident with the bill. Uh, yeah, oops. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, oops yeah. with the bill. Oh, yeah, that's so funny. He accidentally left yeah. me at the bar with the bill. Yeah. Teacher Lifetime says, um, I switched to TubeBuddy this week. Love it. Better tools. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, much better tools. They, they have a, like a larger variety of tools uh, as well. Over 90. Mm-hmm. Rainbow, Rainbow, Rainbow got a Bird, uh, Roberto Blake's book. Uh, they, awesome. they like it. Yeah, awesome. that's good, 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 good. Awesome book. Anybody interested in that, um, you can just look for uh, Create Something Awesome on Amazon, or I've got a link down in the uh, description. Mr. Elmore's Music Lab, what's up, dude? Hope you're doing awesome. Welcome to the stream. So uh, next up on our list here, we got Design Burst. Uh, Design Burst does interior design content. The goal of the channel is to inspire and educate viewers about various aspects of interior design. The question is, what strategies can we implement to improve our channel's visibility in YouTube search and recommendation um, algorithms? So when it comes to recommendations, um, everything is going to be based on how people respond to the content. So because of that, you have to make, you know, high performance content um, in terms of, you know, thinking of like wider audiences and things like that um, for each individual piece of content that you publish. Um, and by wider audiences, I mean still serving a specific type of viewer that's interested in interior design. But, you know, thinking of like, okay, what can I make that would that would that would resonate with the largest amount of those people that are interested in this topic, right? Um, so for example, like, okay, let's talk about doorknobs compared to talking Door about, knobs. talking about like, you know, like, I'm not sure, like I'd have to, you know, research it, but you know, talking about doorknobs compared to like, you know, um, you know, uh, redoing a living room, right? So I would guess that there's probably a lot more people looking for redoing a, uh, a living room, but in that case, you know, you'd need to, you know, look into that to confirm. Um, and then in terms of search, Basically, the same exact thing uh, applies there in terms of performance. So what YouTube is ultimately looking for from every surface is like watch time per impression, right? Mm -hmm. So they're trying to see like how much watch time you generate per impression. And that watch time is coming from each individual video that they're watching. Um, it also comes on to like continued watch sessions on YouTube. So, you know, the fact that you keep them in your video and then recommend them into other content of yours, or they end up, you know, going into other people of similar topics or just staying on the platform, um, all of that is 
is, you know, good and positive for YouTube. Um, but when it comes to um, you know, YouTube search, um, you can also optimize your videos for discovery as well. So um, when it comes to search, the system is smart enough um, to, you know, know what videos are about based on what it is that you're saying and showing in the videos. However, you can help the system along by, uh, you know, making sure that you fully fill out your video description with uh, language that explains what it is that you are doing in the video, but also happens to mention, um, you know, very specific keywords or keyword phrases that are relevant to that video. Um, in addition to that, doing the same exact thing with your title, making sure that you have, you know, a relevant keyword in there for that particular search term or keyword phrase um, is also another thing that can be helpful because one of the things that YouTube looks for, at least initially, because search has changed a lot, mm. but one of the things that they look for initially is relevance to the search query. So because of that, when you put in the very specific, uh, you know, keyword or keyword phrase, then the relevance of that query in terms of like, you know, how to make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich um, if, if people are looking for how to make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, then in that particular case, the, the relevance is 100%, right? So because of that, you just want to make sure that you're thinking of, of it, things through that lens when you're optimizing your videos for discovery, because the default search setting for viewers on YouTube is relevance. So because of that, you know, for this particular query, how much watch time can be generated, you know, when people are looking for this term and the videos that are generating the most watch time or creating the, you know, best um, experience for the viewers, um, those videos are gonna be the ones that dominate the search results. Now keep in mind, search results can also change based on who is looking at the search results, but um, across most content types, you are going to find, regardless of how it is that you're looking at that result, that you're gonna find, you know, very specific videos that are gonna show up for those results because those are the videos that are, you know, giving uh, the system what they want, most importantly, by giving the viewers what they want, right? So, uh, so when you're matching what it is that somebody's looking for and you're providing that exact value to them and they come in and they have a good experience with your content, um, then you're, you know, increasing the likelihood of you staying um, in those, you know, high search rankings. But things are a little bit different now. So now, you know, they'll show like a handful of, you know, results that are relevant to the top Topic, and then they just start, then they turn like the lower half of that or the lower part um, into another recommendation system essentially, which is, uh, which is interesting. How are we doing on questions? 43. Moving on. So we've got, uh, let's see here, the Bright Master. The Bright Master says they do random videos. The goal of the channel is 1,000 subscribers, 10,000 subscribers. And the question is, how to get 1,000 subscribers for my shorts? My shorts do really well, and I do other videos too. Um, so what's going to happen is um, uh, as people are enjoying your content, people are going to subscribe naturally. Um, since you're just doing shorts by themselves, um, you know, people seem to check out of YouTube shorts when you ask them to subscribe. So because of that, you, know, you might want to drop a little graphic in there or something like that or just focus on providing, you know, value through the shorts and just, you know, making engaging content that people will, you know, watch there. Um, and then, you know, you'll get subscribers, you know, as that content gets shown to more people at scale. Got a super chat. Mike Phillips, thanks for the super <laughs> chat, man. Super just for the old Eminem habit. Oh, yep. my goodness. Yep. Yeah, thanks, so I've, I've, I've pretty much kicked Eminems. Yeah, me too. Yeah. We yep. used to eat Eminems during every stream. Mm -hmm. It was a good, like, sugar boost to kind of keep you oh, going, too. Yeah, yeah, it was a great sugar boost. Yeah. But, you know. Not as young as you used to be. Yeah. See all this gray that we were talking about earlier? Yeah. It's from M&M's. Yeah. Yeah, it's M&M gray. Part, partly from m &M's. Part M&M's. Yeah. It's, it's like part M&M and like 98% pizza, yeah, well, I think. Yeah. yeah. And then like 0.2% like age and genetics. Yeah. Yeah. 
right. So um, next up, we got Tim Tech Media, which we've already answered a question from. So we're going to move on to the next one. Um, so iFund Chris. Um, uploads when he has time. The goal is to inspire others living with Down syndrome. And the question is, could a channel about the subject of living with Down syndrome get enough interest to be successful? Um, it's an interesting question. Um, and to be honest with you, I'm not sure of the answer to that. So um, I, I think it would just I'm, depend. I'm going to search for this while you're talking about it. Yeah, see. please do. What, what, was, what um, was the living with Down syndrome? Yeah. So I think that um, I think with that, it's all going to come down to the very specific value that, you know, is provided through that. Um, so I think it's something that, you know, that, you know, that people would definitely find um, interesting, especially people that are, you know, also in that situation. Um, so, you know, because of that, you know, it's definitely a place to connect there. But in terms of, you know, successful, um, I think that would also depend on, you know, your bar of, you know, success, because everybody looks at that differently. Some people look at it as like, you know, average views per video is like a certain success. Other people look at it as subscriber count. Other people look at it as like impact in terms of like, you know, the emails they get and like the comments they get um, in terms of like, Hey, this you know helped me in some way that kind of stuff um and then other people will look at success you know strictly for money so um you know it, it's different for everybody but um, um i would first check that bar on like what is success and then from there start looking around for other content types like yours to see if anybody else has you know had success with it and if not then trying to figure out you know if there is a path for you that you can offer um uh that would you know uh that would be able to uh, uh supply that you know for you yeah i'm looking at some i, I just <laughs> typed in living with down syndrome and some of these videos have a lot of views. Okay. Um, so yeah, again, I, I I agree with Nick here. I think it comes down to the value that you're going to add to the people who are coming, mm -hmm. right? Um, why why would they be interested in, in that video? Particularly, like, who are you trying to reach? Are you trying to reach parents who've just had a new child that has Down syndrome? Are you trying to reach people with Down syndrome? Are you trying to reach people who are just trying to understand what Down? Like, there's so many different people that you, that, that you can reach there. Yeah. So Mike, Mike, uh, Mike Phillips says, uh, thanks for Super Chat, Mike Super says, uh, kick the M&Ms, question mark. I picked them up and have some in the office. Alrighty then, here's for some Metamucil. <laughs> oh, love it. Love, love it, it, man. Love the humor. Yep. And on that note, um, I want to let everybody know. So just as a heads up. On that up, note, it's time to use the bathroom. Yep. yep. So. <laughs> So uh, seriously, though, on that note, um, just as a heads up before you go, this is um, uh, you want to know this. So um, Daryl Leaves is going live here oh. in, in about 10 minutes. Who's he interviewing today? Um, I think he's just doing a Q&A. By himself. Yeah. So um, so Daryl's going live in about 10 minutes. He's doing a Q&A. And um, Daryl operates at a very high level when it comes to YouTube oh, yeah. in terms of how he thinks oh, he about is. all this stuff and like the experience that he has and all of that. Um, so as soon as we hit in stream here, it's going to redirect you right over to his um, stream. Hit the notification. Just hang out there because whatever it is that he's going to say in there, nine, yeah, nine minutes, minutes from, now. from now, whatever it is that he's going to say in there, you're going to learn a ton oh, yeah. um, just by hanging out and listening to him. You know, explain how he does stuff on YouTube. Um, I can't recommend that enough. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, just yeah. make sure that you do stick around for that. You're going to learn so much grand, um, in his live stream. The grand poobah of YouTube. Of YouTube, yeah. Yeah. So um, so make sure that you check that out. But um, also, I want to remind you, if you're a new content creator and you heard stuff during the stream today, and you're thinking to yourself, like, man, there's a lot of stuff or you know man i'm not sure if i can do this like one of the things to remember is that youtube just like everything else it's just a learning curve right so because of that just look at wherever it is that you're at in the journey right now and even if you have experience right we all have to look at it this way that you know we're all in different parts of the learning curve so because of that just embrace where you're at keep working on your skill sets keep trying to you know understand you know the the system better in terms of how things work on youtube and um keep working on your skill sets and serving your viewers and you'll get there as long 
as you keep working at it and you keep trying to improve and you keep trying to serve your audience, then you'll get there. It's just the amount of time that it's going to take between, you know, the videos that you're publishing versus, you know, videos that you're going to be publishing that, you know, people respond to better because you'll know how to make them better, right? So just work through that learning curve and you'll be all right. So um, besides that, have a great uh, rest of your weekend. Thank you to TubeBuddy and to StreamYard for sponsoring this stream. Um, we've got links to them and as well as a bunch of other helpful stuff down in the video description. D, great stream as always. Yep. And um, everybody have an awesome uh, rest of your weekend, and uh, we'll see you next time. See ya.